Hello and welcome to the longest video I have ever made. I want to quickly talk about the structure of this video and some important topics before we just jump into it. So first and foremost, on the bottom left you will see the description of the clip you are currently watching. I hope this helps you understand what the glitch is in case you missed it because some of these clips can fly by pretty quickly so every single clip has a description. For some of the more obvious bugs I may have written something random or tried to be funny and failed. I've seen other people do these kinds of videos and I honestly think it's pure boredom. I cannot watch a three hour video of glitches and I tried my best to make this as interesting as possible by inviting random people from the community and just having a chat with them like a Joe Rogan style experience uh, mostly talking about them, about their YouTube channel, about these bugs, about all kinds of topics. I really just want to learn some stuff about random people in the community today so I'm really excited that this video has given me the opportunity do that. So basically the audio part of this video is a podcast with three different guests so you can watch it in segments if you'd like. I love talking to people. I love learning about people's journeys, about you know their YouTube channel, about what they did, what they're doing. So if that doesn't interest you, no problem. Just put this video on mute, put some music on, put on a Netflix show, it doesn't matter. And you can still enjoy the bugs if that's all you're interested in. Okay, so that is the structure of this video. Now this was an absolute nightmare to put together. I've been working on it daily for the past month and a half. I said I wanted to give back as my channel continues to grow. So that's exactly what I'm doing here. All the money this video makes for the next year, I'm assuming that's when most of the views are gonna be happening anyways, will be donated to a local charity in my community. If this video tanks, not a problem. I'll just donate out of my pocket, so it's not a big deal. I'm also not a good enough streamer to do like a 24 hour charity stream, and I don't really wanna be asking people for money at this time to donate. I don't know what anyone's situation is. It's just not something I wanna do. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just something I'm not uh, I'm particularly interested in doing. Okay, let's talk about these clips. So most of these clips I got from Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. A big problem I ran into was giving proper credit to people that had posted these videos, but I tried my best. In the description, you will find a massive Excel sheet with links to every single clip, and I think I even have some bonus ones in there. The first 400 or so clips are not numbered because I did a terrible job of organizing this at the beginning, and I do apologize for that. I try to make it a little bit better towards the end. Um, but it's not perfect. Another problem I have is not knowing where the original source came from, or if someone just took a video from YouTube and posted it on Twitter and claimed it as their own. So that's a massive problem. I don't know what the perfect solution is, but here's what I'm going to do. Um, if you see one of your videos on here, just leave me a comment down below. Hey, Nelly, number 27 is mine. Here's the link to it. And I will continuously update my Excel sheet. Um, if you have something you want to promote, your Instagram, Twitter, whatever, your mom's um, knitting channel, it doesn't matter. Leave a comment uh, and I'll add that as well to the list. Um, it's the, I think it's the least I could do for using your clip. Many of these clips had very little views, and my only goal is to really shine a massive light on how ridiculously bugged this game is. Maybe a team of lawyers can use this footage in court to argue for people getting refunds for FIBA 20, but I wouldn't hold my breath. So all of these bugs are from now going all the way back to September. So it's only FIFA 20 bugs, which is absolutely insane if you ask me. So a lot of these things have not been patched and many of the bugs have been in the game for years. I think that's mostly due to the engine, but who knows. I tried my best to weed out what I thought was just an unlucky bounce from an actual bug or glitch, but you can make some arguments for certain things just being unlucky, but I don't think you can make it from many of these clips. I may have some duplicates in here, like two of the exact same clip because my brain was literally melting. It becomes extremely difficult when you get to a, such a high volume of clips to realize one from the other. So if you see some, let me know. I don't know what I can do. Maybe I can do something in post edit to remove it, but it was extremely difficult for my brain to distinguish one clip from another when I have a catalog of over like 500 plus clips. 
this is not a 666 different bugs type of video. Uh, although many of these are unique, there's definitely some similar bugs. I think I could easily make a thousand different bugs video, but I just don't have the patience for it. Okay, lastly, I've been slacking on bonus content for channel members, and I really do apologize for that. I've been really busy with random stuff, and I, I, there's no excuse. I should be making bonus content because that's what I said I was going to do. But I'd like to give these people that have been channel members uh, a small shout out. So, Philip, Mikhailov, Savage Prime, Bryce, Xwater, thanks for being channel members. If you're interested in being a channel member, it's right next to the subscribe button. I'll also leave a link in the description. Um, this month's channel member money will be going into this charity money that I talked about earlier. Okay, enough of this nonsense. Let's jump into our first guest. Has now begun. JCC, welcome to whatever the hell this is. Um, introduce yourself to the people that are watching this, the 30 people or so. <laughs> My name is JCC. I unfortunately make FIFA videos and uh, on pro clubs mainly. And uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, you started out with COD though. Yeah, what was that about? Was it a COD channel originally? My first ever video was COD, I think. But I used to upload FIFA, right, back in the day on pro clubs. I was like an OG. I started like on FIFA 12 uploading. I gained a couple of K subscribers. It was like 4 or 5K and then I just disappeared. And I'd upload like one video every like six months and be like, I'm back. And think that people <laughs> would actually care. What is going on on screen right now? Yeah, yeah. Come the so you're going to see some stuff here today that I don't think you've ever seen before. Um, I've literally gone through the tedious job of recording every glitch this game has to offer. So if you want to interrupt at any point to talk about one of these glitches um, that you haven't seen or you're like, what the hell is this? We can definitely do yeah. that. <laughs> Look yeah. at that. Like, yeah. what is that? <laughs> <laughs> do you celebrate when you do that? If I'm the other guy, I'm like, what? I'm quitting like that moment. <laughs> You're sure someone will probably shush and dab on you straight away. Oh uh, yeah. What, why is the FIFA community, you know, considered the most toxic in gaming? What is it specifically? Do you think about FIFA that makes it so toxic? Um, I, I think football culture, like especially in the UK and stuff, is always a bit like that anyway. That combined with a terrible game that actually winds people up um, just creates this sort of this community of hate. <laughs> I think right. that's kind of what it's all about. I mean, the pro clubs community, which is uh, I make videos on pro clubs, obviously uh, it, it, it's got a lot of great people and then it's just got a lot of people that are just there to be toxic and bully people. And I try my best to call people out on it all the time. So like trying to embarrass people when they try and do it but you know it's like the stuff where like obviously i'm not in any of these chats but like taking photos of people in real life and like putting them in like photos of their sisters and all this that constantly yeah that's messed up it's that's like the pro club community because the pro clubs community is a sort of small fifa community but it's everybody knows everyone you know what i mean so you can imagine how grim that can be at times um right. why do you think it's so bad Oh man, I, I don't know. Like, like I've been trying to put like I'm trying to put it together, and like, there's no other game that I play. I've, I've I've said this many times that makes me as angry as FIFA does. Like, I play I played so many different games. I don't. Do you have a game that makes you as annoyed uh, that as FIFA? I don't have anything else. No, I don't think so. I mean, back in the day when I was a kid, I used to get annoyed at all games like COD and all that. But no, FIFA. FIFA winds me up big time. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I haven't played Ultimate Team for years, and I stopped because, I yeah, awful game. Just did not enjoy it. You went back to it recently. Um, yeah, I did. What I saw I did. that video. Yeah, <laughs> you I... looked like you were enjoying yourself a little bit. I'll tell you something, Nelly. <laughs> I, I don't... 
I was so bored. I don't get it. Okay, I don't understand. Okay, the thing I went on to, I went onto Ultimate Team to revisit and see what it was all about. And I'm like, okay, I really like Cristiano Ronaldo. It's my favorite player in real life. How could I get him if I started playing Ultimate Team tomorrow? Now, without spending money, it would take me months to grind the game to get a player like Ronaldo, and his price has plummeted down to 600k. But then there's there's normal Ronaldo. There's a green Ronaldo. There's a there's a black Ronaldo. <laughs> right. There's, there's like twenty different versions. Yeah. And now everyone's like orgasming over a blue Ronaldo, and it's just a bit like, what are we doing? Like, why? How do people not see through this? I just don't understand how people get onto like hating this game so much and looking at what we're looking at on screen and publicly slating it and saying how bad it is, and then going, oh, but a blue Ronaldo's come out. Let me just go and spend right. all my money trying to get that. It, it's honestly baffling to me i don't i can never um you know why it is i mean this is a big thing you gotta always consider what is someone doing like what is their like reason for doing something like if you have a guy that's doing like trading does he really care that much about gameplay no he just cares about getting the most trade profit if you have a guy that has a profitable whatever patreon that's killing it making like a thousand two thousand three thousand bucks a month does he really care that much about gameplay i i don't know for me i for me it's like i've stopped playing this game because like i just don't enjoy it if it's not fun, why do I continue? Like, I'm I'm very fortunate to found like these videos that I can make that don't involve gameplay, and I could just be kind of make jokes and be funny and random and talk about stuff that I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about. I think one I think one big point as well is for people like us who try to bring up this issue like of how bad this game is. The average player may not know until it's kind of shown to them how addictive hacks are, how toxic this game is, and then once they see it, I mean, my comments on recent videos i've done against fifa and against ultimate team so many people like oh my god this video has made it so clear to me now like I'm yes and, and i think i don't necessarily blame the content creators you know all of the big fifa guys who open the packs they get excited it's their thing a lot of them probably don't actually give a crap i'm sorry spoiler alert yeah. <laughs> right they don't actually care if they pack a blue card when they have like 16 million and they've made like 5k off of that stream alone like it doesn't matter to them what they pack but Sorry, man. Interrupt. Just oh, I have to. Yeah. I have to counter. I have to counter right here. Here's the thing that does annoy me a little bit about that is like these guys have millions. They could do anything, and not only can they do anything, they've successfully done other things, and yet they they can like they continue to fuel this pack machine. That that's what kind of bothers me. I understand. Yeah, everyone's got to make money. If I could put a million dollars in the bank, my parents retire, I would do it a hundred percent. Right, but. I don't know, like, why do these guys still do it even after they have, like, millions in the bank and they can literally do anything? So I don't I don't know. I don't honestly watch these people. This is not me, like, as a YouTuber trying to cop out and not offend anyone. I really don't care. I don't watch, like, any Ultimate Team content. I don't watch Ultimate Team streamers, so I don't know. The one big point that I've always made is if these guys are doing it, all I'd want to see is for them to say a couple of times a stream please don't do what I'm doing. Please don't spend this money. The odds of you getting these players are not likely. Even a disclaimer on screen, for me, that would be the ethical thing to do, to say, look, I spend money because I make a lot of money and it's my job, but you guys should not go and watch this. And I open these packs so you guys don't have to sort of thing. As far as I know, and I might be speaking out of term, I don't know, I don't know if anybody does that. But that's what I would want to see from our community. I'd want to see these people, you know, I'd want to see the big streamers come out and say, listen, don't get, you know, don't do this. It's pointless. You're not the light chances of you packing these players is small. I'm spending 10 grand today because I can. Right. And it, I don't there's see a mor There's a morality thing, right? Like, do you have some sort of, like, do you feel at all morally obligated to 
tell people or try to convince people not to spend money on a game or try to convince at least kids not to like yeah. gamble their money away, right? That's it. That's it. I'm for sure, man. And that's why it's so important that loot crates get some sort of legislation put on them because it's totally unethical right now. Right. I think it's coming. Um. All right. So back to you. Back to you as a creator. The first couple of years you uploaded very infrequently, right? Would you say that's fair? Yeah, sure. Yeah, what, yeah. What would... What was the goal of, I guess, starting a YouTube channel? What, what, did you have a bigger picture in mind or did you just enjoy making videos? Or was it like, I like playing with my friends, I want to record it? Yeah, just a little bit of them. Um, just a little bit of all. I used to love recording, watching YouTubers. I used to love watching like COD YouTubers back in the day, like the Hutches, the C-Nanners. I used to love all of that. Uh, FIFA-wise, I think maybe one of the earliest FIFA YouTubers I watched was MGH playing career modes and stuff. And I just used to watch that back in the day and... I don't really think I ever saw myself becoming a FIFA YouTuber until I sort of, I started found like pro clubs and I was like, okay, I started uploading pro clubs and realized there wasn't that many people who did it. If anybody really back in the day, then I kind of disappeared for a few years. And then I got back into FIFA around FIFA 15, FIFA 16. And then I was like, I really like clubs. I like the social part of games. I'm one of these guys who maybe unfortunately now, can't really play a game on his own without being bored like i can't i can't play too many games on my own and and i sort of envy the people that can play those sort of games uh for me i love the socializing side the socializing the social side of gaming like i love being in a party with my real life friends playing pro clubs and we're talking and like the game's sort of just part of what we're doing it's like hanging out for us um, right and that's kind of how that's it, what uh, that's what i get a lot from your channel that's what like i don't i don't really watch many I don't watch a lot of FIFA content, I'll be honest. Yeah. But the reason I think your channel is specifically interesting and, and fun to watch is not because necessarily the FIFA. It's because, like, it's just the boys having a chat, yeah. you know, yeah. trolling, having some fun. That's all it is, right? And that's and not even going to relate to that. started completely randomly. Like, we just started uploading videos. I started uploading videos on clubs. And it would be more I'd record clubs and then talk over it like this, just me. And then I realized, okay, what's clubs kind of about? It's about playing with the boys. It's about, like, just hanging out and and. The more that I've grown as a channel, the more I've sort of tried to make it more about our personalities as a group of people. Uh, big inspirations for me are people like the Fitzes, not necessarily for all the things they say and do, but just like for how they sort of are as a group. It's all about them. They could do anything and people turn up to see them rather than the game. I made a decision uh, with some of my mates who helped me on the channel about a year ago. This game is never going to be good enough to create content on that's based around the game. Like, nobody really cares about the game. It's going to have to be about something else. And people, we move towards just making it about us, and people seem to like that. So we're going to carry on, and that's pretty cool to us. Uh, it's, it's like, the best feeling I could ever have on YouTube. I don't have to... Sorry about that. Smash my desk. <laughs> no problem. I don't <laughs> You're have so to happy rely. about it. I'm so, I'm so happy. <laughs> I don't have to rely on a lightning round or a pack, or I don't have to rely on something this game gives me to make content. Right. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 FIFA 20 Pro Clubs, FIFA 21 could not get updated. I know my channel's going to still grow. I know people are going to keep coming back. And hopefully, long may that continue. Um, I don't have to rely on this dog shit game to create anything. <laughs> right. I don't even know if I can swear, but... Oh, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, so that's it. It's not man. like this. Not YouTube's, YouTube's not paying any money right now anyways because of this <laughs> pandemic. So it's yeah, like, who cares? Of course, of course, yeah. But that's it, man. I, all my favorite YouTubers now are groups. I love dynamics. I love group dynamics of YouTubers. I watch people all the time for their groups and the people they hang out with. And um, yeah, that's kind of where my channel's headed. So I'm lucky in that way. You bring this is a this is a fantastic. It brings it up a few different points. One of them is like, what's the downside of that, right? Because 
your friends aren't always free, right? Sometimes, right? Or maybe like one of your friends gets jealous or something. He wants like a cut of the channel, or you yeah. know what I mean. What's the what are the downsides of this? Like, there's no, no job is perfect. No path is perfect. That's it. Big downside is that uh, you you I can't record stuff on my own. So often I'll have to like if I'm playing a club's game and I want to record something, I need that person to be free. My friends are always really flexible and supportive with that. So you have got like the main two people on my channel, Rodinio and Johnny P. They both like constantly available to help, which is great and always offering tips. And the best thing about having mates so close to the channel is having mates so close to the channel. They're honest. So if I upload something, they will literally message me. That was shit. Like that was <laughs> right, right. And I, I, That's and when, important. You need that. You need someone yeah. to check you. And they'll message me like five. That was crap. Or you should rename that or you should do it this way. And then I'll get like one. That was a really good video. And then that video will get like 300k views, which is a lot more than normal. for me. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So. That's good. Um, Money-wise, yeah, that's the only thing that's sort of difficult because often people obviously donate to us as a group when we're streaming. And then obviously I share those donations out, but it's never been anything awkward yet. And I don't think it would be. I think um, it's it's just one of those things. Like, I think they're very supportive and they know like this is my channel. But obviously if somebody does donate, like we did a birthday stream the other day, me and Rodinio have the same birthday. And like, we were just like, let's split it between us two because people were donating for the birthday donations and right apart from the, that, so these are your real life friends or these are people that you met online or literally met online wow yeah so crazy yeah, i met these guys online but my content's been split between people i've met online so from billy to, to rodinio to johnny p to hubbiger uh all the way to actual real life friends that i play now with and they're part of the channel in some way sometimes as well um but yeah That's obviously so it's mad. It's mad. I've met half of them, more than half of them. I met all of them pretty much. And it's it's kind of crazy. Like even like Johnny's dad will sometimes watch the videos and stuff. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's hilarious. So yeah. Yeah. When did you meet them? This is probably a while ago, right? Or or no? Yeah, yeah. So it ranges, but first person I met probably back in two thousand and twelve and then yeah, Johnny P was about two thousand and fifteen through pro clubs. He just like wanted to play with me and then became mates. Same thing with Rodinio, yeah. Yep. Do any of these guys have, like, uh, you know, their own aspirations of doing YouTube, or are they just down to, you know, chill with you, play games, and record videos? Mainly just chill and play games, but they're starting, and I've always been on to them about starting, because we're never going to really reach any potential if they don't make their own content, because people like them for them as well, you know? A lot of people like them for their characters and what they say and what they do, and, like, Johnny P started a Twitch stream already getting stuff like £100 donations from our group like oh, wow from and he, he doesn't even have like okay so now i'm going to expose myself for knowing nothing about twitch but he, he's got nothing on there right like he's just started and someone's dropping a hundred pound donation to him so the community that we've built is a very special one very very special one it, it's it's amazing it's amazing yeah that's that's definitely the one thing i always get when i'm either in, the, in one of the streams or watching the videos checking the comments whatever it is it just feels like it feels like a smaller community vibe but it's not your channel is growing like massively it's already like 150k approaching right so it's yeah. kind of crazy that you're still able to keep this like small community feel with such a big channel yeah and tips for that from me has been streaming since we started regularly streaming you meet the same we might have like we might be lucky enough to have like 1.5k people watching at a time i'd say an average for us is about seven eight hundred and the same 200 are always there and you just start to know these guys the you knows the ak arons the hargrams these guys who are constantly turning up back to back stream you talk to them all the time and 
you know, then suddenly a, a little mod chat forms of all the mods. Then you've got a community forming and a community chat, and then you're speaking to everyone in there. It's amazing. It's part of what makes YouTube so, um, so appealing to me is a community. Because why else would I make videos if I didn't care about the people who watch them or want to speak to the people who watch them? Like so many YouTubers, you know, so many YouTubers just have editors who make the entire video, upload the video. And unfortunately, I think that's the only way you can go when you get to a massive status, like, you know, when you have four or five million subscribers. But a part of me thinks you lose, you know, you lose a little bit of it, right? You're not even looking at the comment section, at least. You're not doing anything like that. And yeah, I, I could name you like three, four hundred regulars like right now on my channel and it wouldn't even be tough. When I used to stream back in the day, I used to stream at like 2017. I wasn't working at the time, so I just started like getting into streaming. And I was streaming a couple hours every single day, and it was so fun to watch like the community grow. And at the start, I only had like I don't know two thousand, three thousand subs. I don't have that many, yeah. but like I was so desperate to keep people in the chat and engage. I used to start, I used to memorize people's clubs. Mm -hmm. So random people would come in, I just start talking to them, and I'm like, "Hey man, what club do you support?" And they would write it down, and then eventually I would go back into my stream and I would like right i had a massive excel sheet i had like 600 clubs 600 That's people cool. and then they came back and i'm like hey man uh, how uh, how that man city game go or whatever yeah yeah and they're like you took the time like yeah this is this mattered to me this was something mm -hmm. that i cared about i'd like to have a good community so i'd like to have people engaged that's, that's a really it. interesting point that's just something that winds me up about youtubers i think you can get to a certain level where you kind of forget that and a lot of times that i'll tune into big big streamers and i'm like okay so he's not read the chat in like 45 minutes and one thing that sort of I don't want to ever get to is people who only read donation messages. You know, like you have to donate. Get, like, like there's thousands of people there. You can obviously never read half the people's messages, but just reading like a couple of people who put a message in there. Um, because often like what we struggle with, people will donate and say, can I play? You just have to cap that straight away and say no, because you can't start yeah, like, that's, that's a I've become EA Sports. Yeah. I've become EA Sports. You're paying <laughs> right, for right. Like, no, absolutely not. Like, Thank you for the donation. It supports the stream and it means more than you could ever like know. But I can't be like, oh, okay, this guy, Nelly, donated 20 quid. So he gets to play. Oh, someone just donated 25. Sorry, Nelly, unless you've got 10 quid. Like, nope, you're not in. And it's, yeah. yeah, no, 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 can't happen. I think I've definitely made that fault in the earlier days where I felt like I have to give something back. And I didn't realize that giving something back would set that president, president you know, like. Um, sure, but the, sure. you know what the interesting part is like a lot of these bigger names or people in the community they kind of care more about to me this is just an observation they care about like their peers and like where their goals are like where they're trying to get to and they kind of forget about like their community like your loyalty number one should be to your audience to people that support your content share your content donate whatever it is so like to put anything else ahead of that seems just kind of silly oh for sure for sure um it's all that matters really isn't it it literally is all that matters so uh you the bigger you get the less connected you are going to get and it's going to become a little bit less intimate but you can always sort of do your best to keep in touch with especially the people that are there at the start of like the the journey with you and that's hopefully what we can do with our channel you know you were kind of i there's only a certain amount of people you can memorize but yeah what about um like you know as you get bigger obviously you're gonna get more haters more toxic comments and with the fifa community that's just gonna get feels like it gets magnified so do you feel like you're already you know you're already starting to get bigger as a channel do you feel like you're seeing an increase in more haters and stuff like that um it's hard to say haters and it's so cliche but honestly are just your biggest fans the amount of times that i'll get a hate comment on a live stream 
that will just say, you know, you guys suck or whatever, or you're ugly or this. And I'll reply and they go, oh my God, you read my comment. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Fake haters. Like, Stands. I'm sure anybody listening to this who's got any level of maturity to them will just go, wow, that's incredibly sad. And that's what it is. Like, like if you, we see that stuff and we're just like, oh, okay. Um, I think when I started out, I used to get a lot more hate. I started out in the pro clubs community. I was very big on competitive. And then obviously when you're playing competitive, which is what I wanted to do all the time, everyone's a judge of everyone. Everyone thinks they're better than you. Everyone's got an opinion. Now, because the content's moved for us so far away from that, like I just, I, people will come into my live streams and say, you're shit. And I'll be like, I know it's great though. And then just kind of move on. Like, I don't care. Like it doesn't. So unfazed, right. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe I'm just lucky. I just kind of been getting so much uh, positivity that it just massively outshines any negativity that I see. Uh, I am in the same boat. Sometimes you focus on the the small haters when the reality is ninety plus percent, ninety five plus percent of people are respectful. They're nice, you know. Yep. They share your content. They're just good viewers, right? Yeah. Uh, but you sure. did bring up an interesting point. Uh, you said you were playing like competitive pro clubs, and I didn't know. Like I literally know nothing about pro clubs. That's how we basically started talking because there was a bunch of FIFA twenty updates for pro clubs, and I'm like why would I go on my show and BS about something? I don't know. So I'll just bring you in. Yeah. And you tell me what you think. Right. Yeah. So the pro clubs community is quite massive. And I didn't know the VFL. Like, can you tell me more about this VFL stuff? I only read a little bit about it. Yeah. VFL, when did it start? It, what is it? I think it was 2012. I've actually got the facts of that in a video before, but I can't remember, but it was early days. They started like FIFA 12, FIFA 13. And it's basically just a website that you sign yourself up to with an email address. And then you make yourself a username. You've got, countless teams now i mean when it started you were looking at like 10 teams playing in a league format so the games are scheduled you have an admin who takes all your scores at the end so it's all legit so if i was to play against you with my team we'd all put our results in afterwards even down to now goals and assists and seasons there's every every four weeks there's a season so you can win ballon d'or you can win like the goalkeeper like awards most saves and do you know what mate it is just nothing like it when you start playing vfl when I first played VFL, I had never experienced anything like it. We were in the championship simulation. We went to Derby and we got promoted and it was just incredible. Like the last game of the season, we won the league with like a goal I scored in the 82nd minute against the team that was also top of the league. So we won and we went up to the next league. And obviously the biggest part of VFL is community. Like everybody knows everyone and there is a lot of toxicness, but there's no point focusing on that because there's a lot of brilliance that comes out of it as well. Like you meet a lot of people through it. So now I met Johnny P. It's how I meet like a lot of different people along the way that I still play different games with now, like a guy called Tristan, who I play Warzone with all the time. Me and him met on VFL. So it's um, it's amazing. And there's many other sites out there, not just VFL, but VFL have been doing it so great for so long now. I, I, I just hope that they get bigger and bigger like they are every year um and when you discover it and when you play your first couple of seasons nelly in that there's nothing like it like if you've got a group i have of to start doing like pro clubs, clubs now thank you for perfect uh, you, you sold you got, me on pro clubs thank you listen you can find a good team yourself but even better if you go in with a few friends it's amazing like you play an actual league format and obviously it's shortened you play one game instead of two games a season and they squeeze it down into like three nights a week and it goes for about four weeks. It's amazing. It's so much you, fun. It's so much you know, fun. my honest fear, not, I wouldn't say fear. I would say the reason I'm not really a big pro clubs guy is because I'm not really, I'm not really fancy in any way. Like I have yeah. no, I'm not, I don't do all these skill moves. And I feel like that's a slightly bigger part in pro clubs than it is in like ultimate team. I've always, as a player, as a, when I played, I've always been like, just focus on the fundamentals, passing first touch, 
all that. And when I even when I play FIFA, there's nothing fancy. I just work the ball around until I find a spot. That's kind of how I used to play. And that's kind of what worries me about pro clubs. Like, I don't know what I would contribute. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Like, low-level pro clubs is all about skilling and messing around and sort of like what you see on my streams when we're playing in, like, Division 10 messing around. But when you're playing high-level, you've got 11 versus 11, people in CDM, people in right-back, people in goalkeeper, like you'd be really you know it, the best center mid for the best team on pro clubs hasn't done a ball roll since like 2011 trust me like it, <laughs> it's like you'd fit right into a cdm slot and if they did you'd just be screamed at it's all like proper taken very seriously and uh to be honest that's how you have the most fun out of it what is great about the vfl as well if you're like you you don't have to just join the best team and it's super competitive you can join like syria b which may be a little bit less competitive and you can just play for a laugh and you can do skill moves or you can mess around and like you can still try and win games, but it doesn't have to be like everything's a Champions League final. Um, competitive pro clubs, you know, obviously everybody starts from somewhere. So you can join teams that aren't as high level, which is, you know, there's a place for everyone in it. Right. I might have to give it a shot. I mean, I, you know, need some content. Might as well give it a shot. You tried Ultimate Team. I feel like this is a sacrifice I have to make or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, another question I had was, with this VFL situation, why is EA not behind this? Why has EA not implemented their own system? When I went on the, you know, the website, it looks so clean and organized. There was so much detail, information, so many people. I, I genuinely don't understand why this isn't being like held by EA in some way. Is, and with, actually, was that, is that something you would want even? Do you think they can make it better? Do you think they'd ruin it? Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I want pro clubs to grow and... That's why this period recently, I don't know if you've seen pro clubs has just been growing so much since quarantine started. Uh, I think it's the reason my channel's been blowing up. So pro clubs went from 20,000 players active at peak times to 120,000 nowadays. That's and so crazy. It just jumped. And that's April that it's done that. Um, so for me, let me just think what well, I've completely gone off trail. I'm an idiot. What were we talking pro about? Pro clubs we going, talking uh, about... making bigger EA, yeah, maybe taking yeah, it over. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they'd probably ruin it. They'd probably put microtransactions <laughs> all over it. I've spoke about how I think pro clubs need microtransactions in order to grow. Now, whether I want it to is a separate thing. I've spoken about how it needs it. So if EA were to take it, we know their business model. It's make money now and make a lot of it. So there's never going to be a time where pro clubs gets a big update and takes players off of Ultimate Team without it being profitable for EA. Like, there just isn't. They, they would never do that. And we know that. And unfortunately, that's the reality of it. So people sometimes get annoyed at me for saying that in videos. Like, oh, and it's like, listen, I'm not giving them the idea. Like, they, yeah, they, yeah, they have, they've thought about it. Don't they've worry. They've thought about it very clearly. <laughs> and if they were to ever update Career Mode, Volta, Pro Clubs to a level where it was anywhere considered a rival to ultimate teams player base it would be monetized it's just a fact um i don't see them doing it mate and i think it's the same reason that fifa 20 gave us a volta 5v5 street game mode 3v3 street game mode that was not playable with friends because it would compete with ultimate team it would take players off of the main game mode that makes them all the money so it's it's a it's a, it's a win lose it's a win lose right because in one sense if it gets big enough to a point where EA has to actually look into it they're gonna ruin it with microtransaction if it continues to stay small or if it you know if it doesn't do well it's either gonna get like completely forgotten or unupdated so it's like there's no win here right it's a win it's a win lose either way right exactly and and the thing is is people could sit there and say well you know they could update pro clubs with microtransactions and Volta and 
if they were able to buy things, technically they'd make more money. And you would be correct. But the shareholders at EA and the people who make all the big decisions currently get a piece of paper on their desk that shows them how much money they're making every single year. And recently, 28% of Ultimate Team sales, like like microtransaction Ultimate Team, was 28% of that was EA's total revenue for the year. Insane. So, one mode and one game is 30% mode. of, their, in, of so, their profits. If you're the shareholders and then you go, or you're sitting there with the, the big people who make the decisions, you go, we're going to start micro, adding micro... No, no, no. Just do what you do. Just keep doing what you're doing because we're fine with that. So that's how it goes. I've got inside people at EA. You know, I, I'm... I'm quite proud of this little one. I know that me and Foot Spy were the first two people to leak Volta to the world. Like I knew from inside EA, Volta was coming out of like March 2019. All you got to do is go and check the videos that came out back then that I released, the tweets. Yeah, so I remember. I remember. I'm not like sitting here saying I know everything, but I'm I'm not just talking hot air. I do have people that kind of give me information, and that's the same thing with EA. They're never going to make changes until. Something like a legislation comes in on loot crates for Ultimate Team and they go, okay, maybe let's look at an NBA 2K route of my player and making money off of that and pro clubs and Volta and merging it. It's only ever going to happen if the team gets sort of nerfed, quote unquote, and they can't just make money off it like that. That's your best case scenario. Your best case scenario is, let's say, five years down the road. Uh, mm-hmm. Microtransactions are completely not. Well, yeah, microtransactions. Let's say best case scenario, you know, packs are gone. Everything's gone. And then they just have to focus on making a quality game that people are going to buy for the full retail and play. And then they're going to say, well, people, there's 100,000 people every day on a pro clubs. Why don't we invest some money into fixing this? You know, yeah. because if we don't, we're the same thing happened with career mode. Like, I think the career mode thing that happened this year was probably the most atrocious. Oh, where yeah. They re- literally try to release an unfinished game and it's becoming like a norm in the gaming industry. It is. It is. I mean, that, it was it was crazy. It was like unplayable for three months. Right. Yeah, it's and it still has like bugs. If you'll see some of these bugs in here, like <laughs> as we're watching this guy yes, running quicksand, uh, some of them are still like from like a week ago. Like oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't go too far back to get a lot of these. Some of these are pretty recent. Like watch this one. This one's pretty wild. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> straight dick downing on the grass. He's going straight <laughs> for it. Thing is though, Nelly, there was career mode yeah. in this. Go back to last year, and you had problems with pro clubs, friendlies, and cams. Go back to 2018, and you'll find yes. a wild JCC going to EA Sports office in Guildford to try I to watch speak that video. to the team because pro clubs didn't work for three months. So all that VFL we spoke about, you need to invite other teams to friendly games. That's how they're organized. So I would invite your team through the friendly system. Didn't work. You could also be six foot six or six foot seven, have 99 pace. 99 everything, 99 shooting, that got that took months to fix. I mean, the game has been ridiculed with bugs in different game modes, and I was kind of happy to see career mode have issues because the community is so much bigger that at the start of this year, it actually made a noise, right? They were trending on Twitter. They had big athletes from, like, the NBA and real... Right. like Joel MB tweeted it out and wrote it on the screen. That's coming right. out and saying it, and not, I wasn't happy that career mode was broken. A lot of my friends make a living off of that game mode. So, like, an actual friends like Jared and Niran used to and S2G and all these guys rely on this game, Rich Lee, B-Monus, to pay their bills. And I was like, okay, shit, this is a problem. But at least it's a noise being created that can't be ignored and it was trending on twitter constantly and, and and pro clubs had the same thing a year ago but the community was so small and that's kind of always been my goal to grow my channel to give this game mode a voice and uh some people might not like me but you can't sort of disagree with the fact that if i do make a noise about something it 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 gets seen nowadays you know the community managers i'm in contact with <laughs> rest in peace i think they both got hit by a brick. 
I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> They're gone. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, at, at the end of the day, if you're happy with yourself and you, you know you've tried to do something, you can't really like. What is a hater gonna say? It's like, what have you done, keyboard warrior? Like you've done nothing. If whether my thing worked or not is not really relevant. The thing is, like, I've made a small difference in my head. I've tried. You know, yeah, that's you, you've written a comment on, on a video. Like, what what's the... Wh I put three months into a video and you left a comment that you think you can destroy my video in, like, two seconds. No, you're... It's silly to yeah, me. For sure. for sure. The real disheartening part about watching, like, I watched uh, old old videos, your old videos, Inception's old videos, and mm -hmm. it's like, nothing has changed. Like, huh? I'm literally... It's like everything that Inception was talking about in, like, 2013, 2014, it's still in the game. Like, DC Glitch has been in the game for seven years eight years it's insane it's mad isn't it it's mad and like you look at other game companies at the moment um call of duty is a big one obviously with uh, warzone they took out a big thing in the game called bounties which people loved within a day put back in due to complaints people complained said no no come on we like like put that back in like they were good for the game streamers were coming out and saying it within a day maybe two right. Fortnite the did the same thing with like they released some sort of unit or something that was OP and everyone complained. They literally removed it like the next day. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, mate. And EA Sports, uh, the community managers block people for asking legitimate questions on their community manager Twitter pages. So, I mean, what are we dealing with here? Like, no, you know, it's crazy. I think you know the example I'm talking about. For sure, one hundred percent. I've probably talked about it in the video. <laughs> Um, backing off of like this, this just makes me angry. Backing off of this stuff, going back to you a little bit. Um, like I said, I was watching your old content. First thing that, that stood out to me: Are you actually five eleven? Five eleven, five foot eleven. Yes. Oh, with a good pair of shoes on, mate. I'm like five nine. <laughs> five nine. That <laughs> that blew my mind. I'm like, I always thought. I don't know why. In my head, I was like, JC seems like a big dude. Like yeah. a swole, huge man, I'm, I'm, an alpha I'm, male. Listen, none of my friends are here, so they can't, they can't, they can't uh, get on my back about this. I'm five nine and a half, and if you're under six foot, the half counts. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm five nine and a half, uh, 178 uh. centimeters, and my all of my closest friends are like six four. So, like on YouTube, they're all like six four. So to them, I'm like five two. <laughs> <laughs> so, wild yeah wild yeah, no. it blew my mind i'm like man i'm actually taller than jc this is this is well he's more ripped but i, I mean whatever i'm not mad i'm not mad about it <laughs> it's easy to be ripped if you're five one i guess that's what is people it? say i don't know people say it's easy to put muscle on <laughs> <laughs> okay another thing that stood out to me was these darren bent jokes what oh. i could not understand this like i don't know do you ever think about like people watching your old content and trying to like decipher what the hell was going on here They'll have no idea. They'll have no idea. It all, <laughs> you, want, you want to know the story of Darren Bent and JC? Please. Yes. I did my in my first VFL season, like I told you about earlier, you can win awards, and I got a place in the team of the season as a striker. So I like finished as the best striker in the league. Now you get like a graphic now that the admins or the graphics designers for who work for VFL will make, and they'll put like Ramos for a centre back and Ronaldo for the right winger. They put me up front as Darren Bent. Obviously, <laughs> like, let's wind up. And I did this whole video reveal where I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to see who I got. Like, let's have a look at the team of the season. Big JCC up front. I'm Darren fucking Bent. Like, just That's so good. <laughs> Out of all the players. Pele, Ronaldo, Beckham. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of where it came from. And, you know, for about a year, Darren Bent was just spammed on my channel every time I uploaded. Kind of died now. 
But uh, yeah, yeah that's, I'm a little disappointed to, to see that die. But uh, the other thing I was kind of la- laughing about, you had a 9K special video and then you had a 10K special video, which is something I don't ever, I have never seen anyone do this. You made one video like a month from the other one. And uh, my like desktop login screen is still my 9K thumbnail. And I kind of keep that because every now and then I look at it and I go, when I log onto my PC to edit a video, I'm like, wow, 9K, and now I'm on, like, 130K. Like, it's a sort of reminder to myself. But, yes, I did do that, and then I haven't done one of them for years. I haven't done any specials, I don't think. I love those special videos. It lets me just do whatever I want. It lets me get away with doing whatever I want. Like, no one's going to complain, hey, what the hell is this video, Nelly? I'm like, it's a special video. It's my 10K special. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, yeah. The other thing uh, I kind of noticed was first you started. Were you are you a Man U fan or are you a Fulham fan? This is the one thing I want to yeah, you know clear up here. A, this is it. This is what my mates always give me stick for as well. I'm a boyhood like Man United fan, right? So I grew up. My dad died when I was six, but he was never into football. And I grew up with women. All of my family are women, and they just like none of them have a football team that they support. So I was like, okay, who's the best team in like 2005? <laughs> Man United. So watching them fell in love watching David Beckham Ronaldo all of those players uh Fulham's like my local team so much so that I would go to Fulham to watch Man United so I've been like three times to Fulham just to watch Man United before I ever supported Fulham but then I got older and stuff and I was like you know 14 15 and I was like I don't really want to support like just the biggest team ever and like this doesn't work for me right who's my local I was like who have I been to see a lot well, Fulham to watch Man United, but <laughs> obviously, uh... I, was, yeah, I was like, okay, well, let's start going to Fulham games. So I just started going to Fulham games and fell in love with the club. And a lot of people obviously give stick about that, and rightly so. But you know, I have my excuses. I I grew up without a dad who didn't even support like really watch fo- football anyway. Like my grand, like father was into cricket. Like none of my family really into football. Um, so I always sort of joke that I chose Fulham, so I'm actually the biggest fan in the world because they're absolute dog shit, and I still chose them. <laughs> right, <laughs> um, out of all the teams you could have picked, yeah, yeah. now like I go to games, like probably like at least a game a month or something like that, and try to go to away games when I can. But uh, that's how it happened, mate. So much so that in a quiz with my friends, you know the meme of the guy looking away from a girl that he's holding her hands. Yes, yes, it's, it's you, Fulham, Fulham and Man United. <laughs> onto Fulham yeah that was it and I was like <laughs> and I was like oh for God's sake <laughs> oh it's too good yeah that's um, it that's how it works the, the other one that really stood out to me I think this is your best video on your channel uh, no offense to the FIFA is dead video but uh, how small YouTubers travel Oh yeah, yeah, I I, I love that one. I absolutely, I that. I'm so disappointed that one didn't get more traction because that was like borderline like brilliant. I know a true story about that video as well. My friend uh, used to promote London nightclubs. I recorded that video when I was probably like 17, 18, and he used these like promoters. We all live around London. He somehow got KSI Ology de Batiz's number on a night out, so he had him on WhatsApp from promoting a club to him back like years ago, like five years ago. I don't even know when that video went up. And uh, he WhatsApped that video to him and was no like, way. <laughs> video because he just got like Lamborghini and all that, maybe a bit earlier, and uh, left it on the two blue ticks. <laughs> no, no Whoa. idea. Speaking to JJ, which I know will happen at some point. The first question I'm going to ask him is if he ever watched that video. <laughs> and uh, you can hold me to that, Nelly. You'd be like, yes, I, I know you're my biggest fan because you saw that video. Yeah, the, blue, the two blue ticks. 
I saw the two blue ticks. He's going to be like, what are you talking about, bro? This dude's lived uh, more of a life than all of us combined like a hundred years, right? He's had, he's only like, what, 22? Who? He's KSI? Not old. Yeah, he's, he's already lived a full man's life. Like, he's experienced everything he could do. Right now, I think he's like 26, yeah. 26? Seven, but yeah, he's... He uh, had some experiences in life. What am I watching on this screen, by the way? Yeah, like... this is a this is an invisible player glitch. Um, I don't know if you've seen that one before. There was an earlier one. We only actually we only have like wow, this has flown by, man. I wish this was longer. Uh, we only have five minutes. This is an invisible player as well. Um, there was actually one uh, that we just missed. It was this guy won a penalty shootout. The game ended. The game hmm. glitched out. It went back to a penalty shootout, and then he ended up losing. <laughs> wow okay all right I, I have a few more a few i, I had so many questions but I didn't, I didn't really think how fast it was gonna go i can answer quick um the mma stuff what was that mm-hmm. about are you a big mma fan are you gonna you know do you ever see yourself making content about that or was it just like yeah. messing around massive mma fan i love boxing i've done kickboxing for a long time broken my nose in a lot of scraps um i have the most broken nose ever it just keeps breaking uh you gotta stop that man good looking people should not be fighting i've said this many times what are you doing not to do with the looks (laughs) not to do with any looks or anything like that but i have actually like stopped fighting and stuff because there was just a point where i was just getting hit in the head a lot and i was just like this is just like i was coming home from training sitting sitting on the sofa um and i just get my laptop up on the sofa after training with like an ice pack on my neck or something and like i just have a headache all night and i was like you know i'm 22 at the time i was like i don't I just, this is just like you know a lot like joe rogan says he was just like right I, I, I just didn't like getting hit in the head so i think i'm gonna pick up jujitsu which i've done a lot as well but not consistently uh and start doing something a little bit less contact but i love it i love all that i loved all the youtube it's like uh, yeah yeah sure. it's, it's very interesting to watch too yeah it is and unfortunately with the youtube boxing i didn't really have enough subs at the time to get anywhere near involved i think honestly if we really won't rewind like two years and i'm where i'm at now I think I could have got on the undercard of some scraps, you know, like all the ones they did in the UK, like KSI versus Joe Weller. They had YouTubers around my size now fighting, but yeah, man, maybe miss that boat. Maybe miss that boat. Yeah, and it's never too late. Um, yeah. Okay, the, the, same, the last... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Same time, I don't really like getting hit anymore, so I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, whenever people like... Whenever I have like a beef or something, drama with someone, they're like, oh, Nelly boxing match, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, you can't pay me enough money to risk my brain. This is how I like... This is what I do. Like, yeah, I need cool. my brain to function. Yeah. Sure, for sure. Uh, the biggest, I guess, this is the biggest question I have for you. In general, um, do you worry about pro clubs having a ceiling? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's FIFA, you know, if you're making YouTube FIFA content, um, if you're making Ultimate Team Packs, I feel like that can just, that can reach a point where you get, like, millions of views. That's a pretty high ceiling. Most people don't get to that. But with pro clubs, you're already the biggest person for pro clubs. Are you worried that you're going to kind of max out with your audience or... Are you worried about maybe EA just ignoring the game and one year they say, you know what, we're done making pro clubs. What does that leave you with? Do you have another maybe goal, objective, a bigger picture maybe? My plan is to take pro clubs as far as I can. I I think like nobody ever thought there would be a pro clubs YouTuber with 130,000 subscribers. Do you know what I mean? Like it's- 100%. It's it's something that I'm very proud of. and of course i've made silly videos along the way but i've always stuck to pro clubs um there's never been a time where like i just started opening foot packs for months and just getting views off that like i've never branched out and just forgotten about what pro clubs is it's definitely a ceiling there's a ceiling with every game um my goal is to break that ceiling but be realistic i don't you know i don't 
think that you could just get to 5 million subscribers on FIFA 21 Pro Clubs. Like, it's just not that something that's going to happen. Uh, creating characters on my YouTube channel and being able to branch into other games is something that we're always looking to do. And, like, I uploaded a COD video uh, that got 10K about six months ago views. The moment that got 10K, I celebrated like a video got like 400K, you know? Like I was like- Massive, yeah. It's so massive when you can get your audience to watch something else that you're doing. It's it's enormous. 100%. And uh, so I'm always proud of other videos that we do that branch out and get views. Um, But I got plans, man. I got plans. I want to be able to always stay true to clubs and help grow the game mode, but also create a community and create uh, characters through the people that I've already spoke about on the channel where we can branch out and play other games and do other ventures um you know who knows maybe even a podcast the world definitely needs more of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah right right. what what about like maybe uh, like a sidemen type thing but with like your friends from pro clubs is that something you would ever consider always like the ultimate sort of especially when you're in the uk but always the ultimate goal for everyone um there's things happening soon around my channel that are pretty exciting uh i've had some meetings to do with some things that i can't probably talk about now but we might be seeing some exciting the changes coming along that sort of way but thanks now i gotta make a part two of this video so i can bring you back to talk about that stuff thanks dude yeah no just keep an eye out but to say that you want to be of course like yeah of course like those guys absolute jackpot with what they've done but uh you know it's it's i think i can take the channel far and my goal is a million subscribers and i believe i can hit that so um i think pro will be a big part of that journey nelly i do for sure. Uh, just to kind of close off here, I think, you know, it's not like that I'm getting paid per comment here. I think you're genuinely, your channel is very good. It's very enjoy enjoyable to watch. I think mm-hmm. you have a good community. I think you're definitely going to grow. And, you know, congratulations on all your recent success. Your videos this year particularly have been killing it, so fair play. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you want to promote something? Tell people where to go, where to watch you? What are you doing? I don't know. Mate, JCC YouTube channel, that's it. I just really appreciate uh, you having me on, and I'm always going to have time for you because... Uh, I massively feel like anyone that speaks real in this community is uh, someone to just keep an eye on. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, Thank there's you, a lot man. of fake fakers out there. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of it. All right. Thanks for coming by. Uh, thanks for having me, mate. This video is brought to you by nobody because I couldn't get a sponsor. But if you're enjoying the video, drop it a share, drop it a like. I don't know, leave a comment or something. That always helps me. My next guest is Inception. He's a big content creator. I respect his work ethic. I respect him as a content creator. So I really wanted to pick his brain about a bunch of different topics. I hope you guys enjoy it. Alrighty, Inception is here today to talk to us about a lot of interesting topics. The first thing I want to kind of jump into with you, Inception, is the origin of your channel. And one of the bigger videos you have is very similar to a bigger video I had, but I don't know how successful it was at the time. Um, you did a video with the FIFA player, which is Spencer FC. You beat him in a show match. Yeah. Was that like a big boost for your channel? Uh, it actually wasn't. So during that time, what it, what actually happened was uh, Spencer, when he was a few player at that time, was doing a series on his channel where he was giving specific YouTubers shoutouts. And what had happened was his viewers thought that the rules that he put in place for that series wasn't fair to the YouTuber that he was playing against. So the moment, the, the game just before mine, the player that he played against, his video went live for that situation, but then mine didn't because he told me, oh, you know, my viewers said it didn't make sense. And as a YouTuber, I kind of have to abide to it. So then he ended up not doing it. Um, so you won't even, it's on my channel, but you won't see it <laughs> right. on his. Yeah. 
Wow. I, I thought I maybe I was I was looking for it. I'm like, man, where is this video? I would have I feel like I would have seen this. This would have yeah, been massive. So was he still you, big at the time? Was he, he like still so massive? during that time when I started when I first started doing YouTube, I think his channel was around 100k subs. So 100k subs, you know, may, it may have brought in like a few hundred people during that time, if it makes sense, right? Like, it's obviously, you still need to con like consistently post your own content and whatnot. But it would have it would have maybe helped a little bit. But um, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. I just kept on doing it afterwards. Anyways. But if you actually search his channel and you search the amount of the, the time that I uploaded and the time that he uploaded, if you search that general area, uh, you, you'll, see this, you'll see the second game he plays. You won't see mine, though. Mine would have been, I think, <laughs> the third one. Do you feel like he did you a little dirty? Like, no, oh, not really. You, I no. mean, like, oh. I, at that point, like, I'm, even when I was younger, I was, like, understanding. I understood that, like, his viewers, if his viewers see certain something a certain way, but you don't, you still kind of have to abide to your viewers a little bit, right? Like you can't just fully be whatever you want to be, right? So it, it didn't make sense at the time. I wasn't really that too upset, but I was like, oh man, you know, that could that shout out in the beginning could have been a little helpful, <laughs> right. you know, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's basically my kind of big break on YouTube was that I did a video with Spencer FC and it was my girlfriend at the time versus his girlfriend and that was like couple thousand subscribers and that gave me enough to continue growing i guess right because you would probably get like a few hundred here and there and then that's enough for you to like just keep going you know what i'm saying so as long as yeah as long as i have some people you know word of mouth i can keep growing um yeah of course i guess i should have given you i mean an introduction of some sort you're you've been on youtube for what six years almost now you've been making all kinds of content yeah I would player reviews right you, you six years you but you started out on twitch and then you were just uploading highlights on youtube yeah so how... the way so the way that i did content before was that i used to strictly be more of a streamer and my content on youtube wouldn't really be its own entity if that makes sense like if i didn't stream then the views on youtube would be like whatever so it would mostly just be highlights from the stream but i would mostly be a streamer um and then i think in the last year or two i've been more of a youtuber than streamer so Right. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. If you think about how many like people came from Twitch and found you on YouTube, and then now you're pretty much fully transitioned to, you know, YouTube where you're about to, uh, you know, have a bigger audience than you have on Twitch. Yeah, for sure. It, I do prefer streaming more than I do prefer actually making the videos, but it's just that it's, it's obviously the situation of the current game where it's not really a streamable game for me because of the gameplay situation. Most people are aware of how I feel towards it. Um, but in regards to the player reviews, it was kind of like a saving grace because this isn't something I've been doing over the course of years. Like this is something I started doing consistently um, during Footmas, actually. I started doing it at that time. And I guess because of the way I view the game and the way I view the way players move, people enjoy that. So that's why it started to take off recently. Right. You have a very deep understanding of the game to like to a point because the game doesn't change like a crazy amount every year mm -hmm. so you know everything you pretty much need to know you've played thousands of games on old fifas and now you don't need nearly as much time to understand what's going on in the game you know every player's main attributes and all that kind of stuff no i think before i would say two or three years ago i think most of the players you would look at in regards to their stats they would play exactly like those stats in game i feel like recently um especially this year's game, I feel like certain players don't really play to their stats because of the gameplay situation. It's always random, of course, but there are specific things that you have to take a look at because uh, FIFA's attacking AI and defensive AI is not really that advanced. They have like maybe four or five different things for each. It's just a matter of do they do those things consistently or do they do it in a way where I may or may not like it, right? So 
it doesn't take too long to see if a player is good or bad. Most of the player reviews, it only takes like one game for me. But then some I'd be like, okay, I need to switch the chemistry style because I don't like him with this. So I'll try him in this position in the second game. And then that's pretty much it. Right. The, the, the thing I really respect about you as a creator is you've pretty much done like every kind of video. Going back through some of your content, I was like trying to figure out if there's some sort of type of FIFA content you haven't created, but you, you've literally, you've done like uh, highlights of Twitch streams. You've done drafts. Uh, you've done road to glories. You've done player reviews. Is there something else that you potentially think you're missing or maybe you want to try? Oh, doing there's, more of? So, there's so much things I'm missing. Like people don't understand that. Like I upload an, a lot of videos nowadays. There's days where if a promo comes out, like I'll try to upload like even six or seven on that day. But that's me uploading videos when I don't even like the current state of the game. Imagine if I actually liked the game and I was consistently streaming because most of the player reviews, most of the tactics videos, most of all that advanced stuff that I would do would be done on stream. And I would just get that highlight, put it on YouTube and, and do it in the form of a YouTube video while I streamed, obviously, right? And um, the only reason why I don't do more of what I think I can do is because I don't really like the game that much. I feel I feel the same way. I feel like if the game was good, I would have so much more content. I don't know if I've I talked to this with Stallion. I, I feel like some people think I have something like against EA or I don't want them to do well. It's like, dude, if this game is doing well, I'm doing well too. I have content. I have something to enjoy. I can also stream like, but I just, there's no fun in it. So I'm kind of in the same place as you where I found a way to continue making content you know, that I'm still enjoying uh, and not have to like, you know, hate myself every day for, for doing this. I think the most important thing when it comes to creating content is like, you obviously want to see the views on your channel do well, but the best part is seeing this progression and seeing that people actually enjoy it. Like for me, even as I'm doing the player reviews, like I'm not enjoying the gameplay experience of me doing those player reviews. There, there hasn't really been that many that I enjoyed. The last one that I enjoyed was using Foot Birthday Griezmann because even though the gameplay was terrible during that time, because most of these cards released during the daytime, um, I still enjoyed making that specific video because Griezmann compensated for the poor gameplay so much that it made me enjoy the game. But for most of the cards in the game, they should feel significantly better than they do most of the times you play the game, but they don't. And obviously it makes the experience of making the video bad. But the thing that obviously makes up for it is the the fact that people enjoy the vid so much, the fact that there's progression on the channel, like that's what's enjoyable to me. But for me personally, the first aim should always be the game being good and then the rest coming afterwards. But I still enjoy what I do regardless because the YouTube content has been like a saving grace for me since streaming the game wouldn't be as much fun for me personally. Right. I, I think that brings up another interesting point because I see you get this a lot and it, it probably bothers you, but I, I kind of just want to talk about it. Okay. People are like, well, if he hates the game, why is he doing this? Or if he feels this way, like why is he telling his audience to do this? It's, mm. Can you be honest with your audience, you know, with, you know, by, you know, you have to hurt their feelings a little bit. Like, hey, why are you playing this game? If you have no, um, you know, you have nothing tying you down. You're just being brutally honest. Is that, I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? So the thing that I always told people, like this is not something that's been hidden or I haven't talked about. I've talked about this multiple times on, on the streams whenever I do stream and on the videos for those discussion videos that there's two different reasons why I continue to play this game. One, I love the sport. The sport, without this sport, life would be so boring without it. It would be the most boring. And it is right now. It is. Like, even right now, we don't have football and it's really, <laughs> right. really boring. And then the second thing is that Yes, I'm struggling right now, especially over the course of the five or six years for sure. But people need to understand that it only takes one year for me to have a good football game where everything just takes off for me. In my opinion, the way that I view things for content creation right now is that content creation is 
single-handedly the biggest thing that's on the come up for our generation yes. and for any generation. So for me personally, to just throw that potential away and, you know, because there's so much avenues that I can go with this in the future. Like if my YouTube channel bro blows up in the future, where even if I have like a million subscribers, I can set up another channel on the side and I can make my own football club and then go from there and do, I just, I just want to do stuff in my life that is completely football oriented. Yes. The game is not at the point in time that I enjoy, but they are slowly implementing certain things. The only big gripe that I really, really have with EA is the way that they set up their gameplay content and the gameplay itself being inconsistent is really annoying. But the way that I always viewed it, even at the time when I was like, really just like, I was just not into it. It was just that, you know, it's just wasted potential if I just stop doing it. It is. It's wasted potential because it only takes one year for me to continue enjoying the game from that year onwards. Kind of like Fortnite, how Fortnite blew up a lot of content creators because the game was enjoyable at the time. People liked it and then everyone blew up from that. So very similar situation. If I can blow up from playing a football simulator, that would be the happiest moment of my life. And, and a game that I actually enjoy playing, of course. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah, you can really go anywhere. The The goal is to get the audience, to have people that, you know, are a fan of your work. And then even if you, let's say you get a million subscribers and one day you just say, you know what, guys, I'm not enjoying this as much. I'm going to take a little break. I want to make football videos. If you want to come along for the ride, it's going to be on this channel. And if you could get uh, 50,000 people from a million to come to you, that's a massive W. That's so much that's so much potential that you could you keep growing from that and do whatever you want. And in a sense, you're kind of free to do whatever you want in the future because you have this core following. Yes. And the core following is always football oriented. So I've noticed even on YouTube that anyone that does football content at all, their content still does really well because it's football at the end of the day. People love this sport. Any form of this sport is going to be entertaining to people. Even in the future, what people don't understand is that like, even if I was in my 30s, would I still want to play FIFA if it was at a point that I would enjoy? Absolutely. I love playing any version of football, whether it's real life, whether it's the video game, like it's, it's something that I want it to, I want it to be the whole part of my day. But nowadays, I don't want FIFA to be a part of my day football. Yes, not FIFA. That's why I don't really follow that much stuff FIFA FIFA oriented on YouTube or Twitter or anything like that. I follow like Footwatch for just the videos like if i have to do a discussion videos on the codes they release that's pretty much it but i don't want to see drama i don't want to see anything fifa related because i personally don't really have time for that fair fair that's interesting uh the other thing i i wanted to kind of uh ask you just kind of lost my train of thought here mm -hmm. um you've invested obviously an, a lot of time into this which is i think is another the thing people don't understand i'm kind of in the same boat as you when i say like yeah i like making content at the end of the day would anything be different if you know this game was perfect i would still be making no matter what's going on in my life i've enjoyed the content making part it always challenges me like uh, taking a video from nothing and turning into something has always been like wow what else can i where else can i do that i have like no artistic ability so if i can make a funny video out of nothing and watch it grow i'm like wow that's incredible that's, that's insane and the amount of time you've invested in crafting this thing that you're doing is something that's always overlooked. Whereas like people with jobs, they invest four years in a degree, let's say, mm -hmm. and then what they hate that job. And then what, what are you going to do? You're going to completely throw that away. You're going to throw away a 50, 60, 70 K salary because you don't like it. Not everyone, you know, has that privilege. Right. Um, I think that with content creation at the end of the day, uh, even when I was younger, when I was 18, when I started doing it, right. I just figured that what I want to do with my life is doing something that I enjoy. FIFA is football oriented. So it was an avenue for me to get into 
to create content on something that I like. The cool thing about YouTube is that once you gain that audience, which like I had to stream a lot of hours on, on Twitch to grow the YouTube channel, to be what it is. I, I was, I have always been myself. I have always voiced my opinion, which I think in part is the reason why people enjoy the content. Because if I do a player review and I don't like the card, I'll tell you, I don't like the card. I'm not just going to make the card as look as good as possible just for the sake of it. Right. Because on YouTube, if you say a card is bad, but then the audience says the card is good, you'll obviously get backlash. But it, like, it's, I just, I've never cared about that. I just want to be truthful to people. I want to just be myself. I, if, if I wasn't myself when I was doing content creation, it wouldn't be as fun for me. So it would just be depressing, to be honest. So I, I think the concept of just creating a YouTube channel, growing it from nothing into something, and then creating the content you want to make that people enjoy, it's it's a really cool thing, man, at the end of the day. It's kind of like you created your own little forum post, you know? It's, it's pretty right, cool. right, right. Um, I, speaking of content you created, I have to talk about this. You used to make comedy videos that i really enjoy and oh. i have not <laughs> i have not seen those since i'm wondering if we're ever gonna get one of those uh, like an honest fifa 17 trailer or oh like, like that. if uh like you're talking about like when i did the rants for like specific things like oh look at this gameplay mechanic. Yeah. that makes <laughs> yeah. no sense who's the idiot that thought of this there's uh, one I... where you have a character that you play from ea i don't know what i can't remember the name of the oh, video i know which video like, you're talking about best yeah. game ever trailer I don't know where this inception came. I didn't even know you made I, this until I started looking up your channel. I'm like, this is gold. Why? Where is this? I think I made that video. I would honestly say like three or four years, uh, four three or four years ago. And uh, honestly, I wasn't streaming at the time because that was like around the time that I stopped consistently streaming. So I was just like, dude, I'm really bored right now. I'm just gonna make this video <laughs> for fun, right? So yeah, when I have time, you know, it's it's funny to make those videos. But at the same time, it was one of my coping mechanisms to not get super angry at sure. the state of the game, too. So the reason why I don't do it too much nowadays is that I just want to grow my content more around the specifics of FIFA gameplay-wise and as a video game. Like, I'll sometimes do, like, pack openings from viewers just to show people, like, the pack weight of certain cards and whatnot. But I never really want to orient my content around, like, me actually opening it up with FIFA points and stuff like I sure. just, it's not it's not something that I ever wanted to do even at the time when coin buying was a huge thing like if you ever watched Twitch back in FIFA 15 or 16 they would mm -hmm. genuinely be the top 20 FIFA streamers at nighttime because that's when I used to stream most consistently and I would legit be the only person actually playing the gameplay everybody would just be opening packs with coins and even that time when it was a trend it's not something that I ever wanted to do because again if it's not fun for me in specific ways then i won't do it at all right like for me right now sure. it's the content 100%. like the game is not great but the content is is fun for me so that's why i still continue doing it you could have been a millionaire though dude <laughs> you i mean those coin deals i mean honestly at you ever the time, think about that maybe but i don't know man it's just I, I i think a lot about stuff in regards to morals and whatnot and i just i wouldn't feel good about it like it just sure you can make the money from it but it's I hated coin buying so much at that time because my video game brain really wanted to buy players from the market through playing the game, which still it somewhat doesn't exist nowadays either. But at the time, like, dude, like Cristiano Ronaldo was like 15 million coins, right? Like the moment they implemented the, the max and min, uh, min price when I was getting like 15K each time for Division One, I, I was actually able to grind to Cristiano Ronaldo. Like I still have the video game concept in my brain first. Like I, I was so against 
coin buying at that time that because you could obviously earn the coins and because the player prices were so high that it just it didn't even enter my mind to even potentially do it you even dude you could still get it nowadays my emails is filled with people oh you know we could sponsor you with the coins this and that i'm like no i really don't <laughs> right and even now people wouldn't even fault you for it because so many people hate ea and like it would be much easier than back in the day i would think right Oh yeah, for sure. But I, I think I think EA would have easier means of actually blocking your account, and because I'm more vocal about how bad their game is, like it just it, you literally just need an excuse. Oh, he's a coin buyer. All right, get rid of him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I'm in the same kind of boat as you with like the morals because I think at the end of the day, if you I started making YouTube videos because I enjoyed it. It was something fun I wanted to do. It, it's different from my job, right? So if it becomes something like that, I be you know. I, you know, I can't live with myself or I hate it. Like, what have I accomplished? Even if I get it to a certain successful level, even if I get it to a point where this is a profitable career and I hate it, what have I truly accomplished? I've done nothing in my eyes. Well, the whole thing with like hating what you do, the way that I view it is this, right? So when I was still creating content for YouTube, there was a time period where I would honestly say for four or five months, like I hated every single bit of it because I was just ranting about how terrible of a company EA was. The way that I viewed it was like this. I was like, you know what? I could have a job right now that I really, really don't like. And I could be getting paid way less than I'm getting paid right now to do that job. So I've seen, I, I, I've on, I honestly uh, saw it as compensation. I was like, you know what? Like, as long as I'm still in the field of football, like this is a shitty period right now. But it, like I said, like, like I was saying earlier, it only really takes one year for this part of my life to go away and it could just be significantly better like i haven't had a time period where i was like that just angry at everything for i would honestly say since before the reviews of uh, footmas when i was doing the player reviews like that's what that's the time frame i would honestly say so i just i view it as like you know you could just you could be working a job right now that you you really hate but like you know you're at home playing a video game at the end of the day so that perspective, yeah, that perspective is kind of everything. It, yeah, what helps course. you live day to day, right? If you can be grateful for you know the opportunity you have, the audience that you have, there's so many positive parts about this thing, right? You have a massive following of people that like your content. You have a side income that's probably pretty decent at this point. So, you know, it, you can't really complain about certain things. That there's a lot of people that don't have these things, right? You're allowed to complain about whatever situation you're allowed to complain about. Like everyone who hates their jobs complain about their jobs. Everyone who plays FIFA, like if, right. If but you don't have an audience that's calling you out every time you say something. You don't have a like when I complain about my job to like a friend. I don't have a thousand people in the comments. Hey, dude, why are you complaining? There's some dude in yeah. freaking Africa yeah, that doesn't have true. money to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. There's also like perspective too because I used to work in a retail store when I was younger. So. The perspective of never wanting to work in a retail store again when I grew older and, you know, grinding out the streams during that time so that I didn't have to do that job anymore. That perspective is also another thing that kind of carries you forward when you're not in a great state of mind playing FIFA. Like, dude, I FIFA 19, I, I, I don't even want to think about that game because that was literally the worst point of my life for every single angle. That game was terrible and creating content on it was mesmer mesmerizingly terrible too. It was just, it, it's, it's just a bad experience. I feel you. Cause I, I think uh, 18, 17, I don't know, 18, 19 was where I was doing like a podcast and we had to basically play the game every week to just be able to talk about stuff. Cause if I don't play the game, how the hell am I going to talk about it? Of course. And I remember just dreading playing the game because like, if, <laughs> if I don't play it, I got nothing to say on the podcast. And it then, was... like, if I lose the podcast, I, I, that's what I enjoyed doing. Yeah. And that was like a massive L. So 
but this is the other thing. It's really discouraging because I watch a lot of your old videos and like they're the same problems are still here. Like yes. yeah. nothing has changed. That's what really, that was the big realization for me. It was like, not only has nothing changed, it's gotten worse and you've experienced, you know, five plus years of this certain years playing 5,000 plus games. Yeah. So like that, people don't understand the amount of reps that is. That's so many hours doing this thing, you know? Yeah. I think that, um, I, I do always, and this will always be a thing. I do carry this like eternal hatred for EA for never fixing the inconsistent gameplay. Like people know that I'm really stuck on that no matter what. I don't talk about it as much because it does get annoying at some point. Cause I know that behind the scenes, certain things are being done. Do I think it's, being drastically changed as much as it probably should be no i would say in part it's not in part i would say it's fully on ea to fix the issue at hand and they don't and i it's it's just weird that they can't even see the difference like just recently i think i played i played the games right now just to do the review for jota right and the gameplay wasn't great i played last night at one o'clock in the morning i was lucky because even recently at nighttime the gameplay doesn't always turn consistently good but at at one o'clock at night in the morning, right? If the gameplay was beautiful, I was able to pass the ball properly, dribble, all that stuff. And that part of the gameplay, I will, I will always eternally hate EA for because that part is what holds me back from creating more content and growing more as a content creator because I, I've reached a point where the stepping stones have been reached. But if I could stream while doing YouTube, that would be like the 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 greatest thing if, if I could potentially do. But I just can't like I, I obviously could but it's just not enjoyable because I don't know what the gameplay is going to be like why okay so this is, a, this is a good question why do you think that is what is because you've been to EA twice one three time times. pretty unsuccessful three times yeah you, three okay I didn't know about that I thought yeah. it was two well you've been there several times you've shown them <laughs> firsthand what the problems are you've talked about the problems we've all talked about it it's, the, the funny part is it's you don't need to uh, you know uh, engineering degree to figure out what's wrong with this game yeah. you give me 15 minutes and i'll tell you hey this is not what should be happening here like it's not that hard what do you think is holding them back what's the big thing why can't they solve this problem with inconsistent gameplay i think the thing that's holding them back the most is not having people there that actually can tell the difference right away i think personally that let's just say for instance if i lived in vancouver and i was able to go there every single day i can almost guarantee you that the issue would be fixed. I know that a lot of people have this like discussion of how EA intentionally implement this in the game so that your players feel inconsistent, so that people buy more, uh, more uh, FIFA points, so they can buy more players. People don't understand that the god tier players in the game in good gameplay is unbelievably better than the rare gold cards. Like, yeah, the rare gold cards are usable when the gameplay is good, but they're unbelievably better. So they wouldn't have flown me out the third time to go into an actual server room, right? To test out all the multiple gameplays that they were giving me. The problem that I had at that time was that I never found that good gameplay that I religiously talk about all the time. So I told them straight up like, yo, we're, we're doing this test and whatnot, but you guys maximum got playable gameplay, but it wasn't good gameplay. If I play Call of Duty right now and I move left and right, forward, back, it's always gonna be consistent. But certain animations, certain commands are still not registering when I'm here. And that's irritating me a little bit, right? Which I mentioned in the video when I was actually talking about my, my visit there. Was my visit there the third time significantly better than the first two? It was because the first two are were a colossal waste of time. And it was because of one individual that bothered me. It was a community manager at the time. But um, the third time was significantly better, right? I, 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 I talked to some of the 
the gameplay engineers that were the same dudes from before and mentioned to them how, like, even at that time when I mentioned the inconsistent gameplay to them, they shrugged me off at that time for the first twice for uh, for the first two times. One where I was actually telling them the gameplay differences in a room where we we tried out two different games of gameplays and i told them this still isn't your best gameplay and then the second time when i was in an actual meeting in a room and they were putting stuff on the board and i told them you guys still don't have your best gameplay both times shrugged off so the third time when i was actually going there in a server room to tell the difference that's where it was actually important i don't know what they're doing nowadays in regards to fixing it i know that there are background stuff and that the virus has slowed it down a little bit but is for me the most frustrating thing is that they do not have someone there that can tell a difference instantly like i'm I, I, they still ask me to send them clips why do i have to send them clips <laughs> that's it's my so, always this is my biggest thing that i've always so said it's like why are you forcing this guy to do it are you not a billion dollar or 24 billion dollar company who is working on this I don't blame the workers there. I blame EA as a company not investing enough money and time into it. The workers there, they just work there. It's it's the least or the most that they can do, but it's the it's the company not investing in fixing the problem that bothers the hell out of me because it's so obvious even when I went there that it nothing was in the whole I should have literally the whole floor at the studios to fix the problem and I had one small room. It's like, come on. Right. The pessimist in me was like all right, this is very, you know, this is great timing by EA. You know, the last game was a flop. Uh, they were announcing all these different changes. They were fully aware in their, like, like which is something I talked about in that video. Like, they are fully aware of all the problems with this game in those pitch notes. Those are very detailed, like, core understanding of the problems with the game. And then, like, they're inviting you over. And then at the end of the day, nothing really changed. So to me, just, if I'm being honest, it felt like a ruse almost. Like, they were playing a dirty trick to just boost their, you know, sales going into FIFA 20 or boost their, you know, publicity or whatever. So during that time when uh, before I left to go home, I was mentioning to them like, yo, what am I allowed to talk about in the video? And then they told me like, hey, we'll let you know what you're allowed to talk about. And then afterwards, they legit told me, you can say whatever you want to say. There is no, when I made that video, there is absolutely zero like thing where EA's like oh make sure you say this make sure you say this because if they ever told me that I wouldn't have made the video to begin with right it would never have happened but when I made the video I had to specifically say how I never found the best gameplay I had to say that because yes is it cool that they're they were quote-unquote working to fix a problem absolutely but working on it and actually doing something about it is two completely different things so I told him straight up to after the third time, like, I'm never coming back here again. I've already told you guys three times and three different occasions. I have multiple DMs and multiple people telling you guys that this is the issue in your game. You need competent people to come in here and actually show you the differences of gameplay because that's the only way you're going to fix the problem. The fact that the fact that they don't have individuals there that can tell them the difference instantly from the first five seconds of them playing the game, that irritates me so much because the company is so rich and they don't put the resources in it. It's really, I've even told them, why don't you guys just come to my house and just <laughs> yeah. test it out on my connection so I, can, so I can show you the gameplay during multiple times of the day. And one of the guys that I, that I talked to, thank God that he still exists, uh, he even said specifically, like, that's something that, that we considered for sure. But it's like, considering it and actually doing it are two different things. You have to do it. I am allowing you to come to my house to do it if I am allowing you to come to my house, it's because I'm not bullshitting. I need you to come here to see the issues so that you can fix yourself, fucking connect, whatever you need to connect to my, my system. I don't care. 
I want to try to fix the issue. Me going there for a couple of days, it's not going to fix the issue. Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's very interesting to always get your perspective from that whole fiasco or whatever. Um, the, the other thing I want to talk to you about is, uh, are you like kind of aware of like your persona online or do you care about what people think or some of these rage videos like are you aware what people are t- thinking about um like your rage and all these things like why people enjoy that content and all that stuff um i i've always been the type of person where maybe when i initially started doing content i would initially care what people thought about me but the way that i create content now is just is that I'm just going to be myself in my content. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I'm not going to hate on you for not liking my content. Not everybody is likable. I understand that I may have some features that are not likable to someone, but I would never in a million years change who I am just to fit an agenda of people liking me more. Like, it's just not going to happen. I'm going to be who I'm going to be. If people don't like it, that's fine. In my opinion, every content creator deals with that. And it's just something that it really just doesn't bother me anymore. Like it's, it, it used to bother me when I first started because you're new to the scene and whatnot, but it's just something that you honestly just get a thick skin for. Like I just tell people straight up like this and that, if they don't agree, then it is what it is. Like, what am I going to do? Have an argument online? It's a waste of time, right? So. I, I'm kind of in the same boat there. Like, yeah, as soon as I stopped in the, in the past year or so, I've truly stopped caring about what anyone says about me or my content. If you don't like it, you don't like it, leave. It doesn't matter to me. It's like, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, but the like, since I've been doing that, it's been like exponentially like growing my channel. Yeah. People are fully aware. Like I it was, I wasn't saying I was BSing in the past or anything like that. I just wasn't saying everything I wanted to say. And as, as soon as, as soon as I took off the filter, to me, it was like, oh my god, it felt so much better just to be able to say whatever the hell I wanted, and and I don't. This isn't my only financial income, or this isn't my only thing in life. So like, I don't have anything to lose if this were to go down somewhere, right? Yeah, I think that I think you being truthful to yourself when you're making content is the best course of action to take for the future now and ever. Because honestly, like the moment I stopped caring about what people thought about me, like I'm just like, dude, it's like. The stuff that I'm saying, it needs to be said. Someone's got to do it because everyone's scared to do it. Like, yes, I, that's, I, I don't, that's I exactly don't care. it. I don't care. Someone needs to do it. At the time when I was literally the only person talking about inconsistent gameplay, not a single soul gave a shit. Then when foot champs rolled around, that's when everybody started to care. And it's just like, at that it time. It only mattered when it started affecting them. In exactly. Some way. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, dude. It doesn't matter what the trend is. I'm going to be who I'm going to be. Like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I'm not going to hate you for not liking it. It's, it's, you are what you are, right? But here's another interesting part. As soon as, like, this, I guess, momentum happened where, like, it was more acceptable and everyone was jumping on the hate train, there was so many fake haters. That's what bothered me the most, I think. It was so many people like, bro, you don't feel this way. Like, you're clearly putting this on. Because you know it's the hot thing to do right now. Like, where were oh, you yeah, yeah. when this game was, like, ass in 17? Or you you were playing this game in 15? Whatever the time was. Mm-hmm. I've always complained about the game openly. Like, I've said good things, but I've also, like, never held back on what the problems are. But, yeah. like, then you had this new wave of content creators or, like, some of the bigger guys. Out of nowhere, they're, like, talking all this way. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You can't talk this way. You're a game changer. I don't... I know what you exactly you know you're fully like holding back i know what you can say and what you can't say and you're playing this very like tricky little fine line game and like some people think you're just gonna get away with it no one's gonna notice but we notice these things yeah i think that like i don't know man like this this whole this whole drama thing like at the end of the day and i can tell you this i could tell the audiences i just say what i want to say and i i you know if i was 
I've been told multiple times if I wanted to join the EA Game Changers program, joining the Game Changers program is going to do absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> I, I, I do everything I can as a Game Changer because I only care about fixing the game. Being a Game Changer is what? Me going to the studios uh, a week or two early to get FIFA content, to upload it, and all that fun stuff. Like, I don't care. I just want the game to be good when it does come out so yeah. that when I create content, I can enjoy every single aspect of it. So I think what people say about others is like oh like you're playing this fine line oh you're being tricky i don't care i don't care what other people say i my opinions are only my own it's never it's never fabricated fabricated because of somebody else like i i, I feel the way that i do and i and i share it because i want to share it if someone else doesn't share the same opinion and whatever then cool man but it's like saying that a person is selectively talking about what they want to selectively talk about it's just a stupid thing to even say it just it, it's irrelevant to the situation say what you want to say get it off your chest and go from there right fair enough uh, i feel like we're getting way too angry with the fifa stuff I, there's something oh, yeah. i did want to ask you about your you were talking about starting a real life football league i know obviously we can't do it with the current situation but what were like the problems you had with that because i remember you talked about it and then i didn't hear too much about it i still watch some of your videos from time to time but maybe you gave an update maybe i just missed it oh so the real life football content the only reason why i didn't go through with it is because i i wanted to make the content but you have to really like particularly choose who you want it to be a part of it right and that part alone is the hard part like the way that you would start off content for for football stuff is you would have to do everything yourself like it would have to be your own highlights your own this your own that that's how you would uh that's how you would initially grow it but then it was a lot of stuff because even even just recording the games right like i would have to buy that camera where you put it in the middle of the pitch and it just records the whole game the entire time and then i could do the recording afterwards it was that and then it's obviously the time as well because like i have to set up the team and then people uh are very disorganized when it comes to like uh joining the team like i've already had this this problem before even before i'm even a content creator where uh you know people show up to teams they haven't paid their their amounts to be in the team and but they're they still show up to the games and stuff like that and i just don't have time for that so at some point in the future it probably wouldn't even be it probably wouldn't even be friends that i knew of to do it with it would probably just be like viewers where i would do like a youtube series where it's like oh you know you could try out for this or you could try out for that but other than that, I stopped doing it because of time and because of being able to trust certain people to be a part of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I you, you may not know this, but I used to have like a little series where I used to play co-ed and mm -hmm. used to record. And I remember that was such a, I wouldn't say like nightmare, it was such a pain because I needed someone there to record games. Yeah. I need to edit those games. I need yeah. to make sure everyone shows up. I need to, I also need to like bring a camera around and like, it wasn't like everyone in the league is on board with this. I just want to record some games and maybe turn in some fun content, but I have to ask for permissions. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a very, it seems like it's something simple, but in reality, it's a lot of work yeah. if you want to do it right. Yeah, it definitely is. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. A lot of work has to be required to do it. Um, I think the only way that I would be able to do it in the future is if, I grew my content to a certain point where I would have like a management team that did all the stuff for me. And then I would just be like, okay, uh, I'll be the head honcho of this. I want this to happen. I want this to happen. How are we going to get this to work? But it has to be a team effort. It can't just be something you do by yourself and then go from there. Like, even if I wanted to go uh, and play co-ed, right. And I wanted to record my own highlights, then people would be like, oh, but like this and that you're recording the games. And then some games I wouldn't be able to record because some people don't like to be recorded. Yes, stuff like that, right. you know, like, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of thing it's a lot of extra stress that 
I wouldn't add on myself right now. It would be something that I would love to do in the future if I had the right team to do so. Right. And for now, the content that you make is solely dependent on you. You can work on it whenever you want. You can upload it whenever you want. You don't have to rely on anyone. That's the kind of the beauty of content, right? Well, you can do it on your own time. The relying on people part, I still do. And this, it it bothers me, but I'm super, super appreciative of the people that give me the player reviews. I I, I appreciate the hell out of it because without it, I wouldn't be able to make a lot of these videos. But I would personally like to play the game myself and be able to get all those coins to do all these player reviews and all that stuff. But it's just not possible through the way that I want to do it. So with that, you do have to rely on people to get certain cards for you. If you don't have enough money to do the reviews, like just for today, my boy Abraham gave me the Jota card. I wouldn't have been able to do Jota. He's 450K. It's a lot of money, right? So um, I really, really hate relying on people. But with stuff like this, it's something that it's kind of unavoidable. Like I've seen that most people that do player reviews, they haven't really been buying the cards themselves. Um, but for the gameplay objective ones, yeah, I do all of that, right? It's stuff that I want to rely on myself, but in regards to the specific ones that I can't afford, yeah, that's that's something that I have to rely on other people, which, which you know, I wish I didn't have to do. Okay, so why does EA, why did EA remove these like loan cards? That was a big question. I like, because I remember you were doing these, no problem. You, you just get a loan, you get, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 games, whatever it is. And some of these cards are like 400K and you, know, you have no problem with it. But now they've completely removed loans for some of these cards. You just want to try out. So the loan card situation, uh, they actually didn't do it as often as you think they would have done it. Like there was a lot of cards that they just didn't release at all. Um, The reason why they don't release loans is because I'm sure that they saw that it influenced the amount of people actually unlocking those cards because people would use the loan, get their opinion, and then not spend the 300, 400K to clean out their club to get that card. And I'm sure Mm. EA being EA, they probably realized that and they're like, oh, you know, if we get someone like Nick or Inception, you know, doing player reviews and they say that this card is this card sucks from using the loan card, more people will be inclined to not do the card, right? So mm. we have to actually unlock it, clean out our club to be able to try out the card nowadays, which sucks. I, I, I think the ideal situation would be to just have an account that just has all the players and then I wouldn't use it for anything else but just for player reviews. Um, but that's living in an idealistic world uh, that would probably never happen, right? So, <laughs> Right. You have a, also a deep love for fo- footy, of course. I was just curious, what's your like uh, football background? Did you used to play in high school? Did you have a travel team? What? So when I was younger, I used to play football all the time. It was something that I, I preferred doing. Like with FIFA stuff, I only started doing it more probably after like FIFA 13, like more often. Like I would still play it before, but like the way to the extent of probably nowadays, you know, but uh, I mostly played in school teams because uh, I didn't really care to join club teams too much. Like I was, I was, I was good enough to play in the club teams, but it's just not something that I, I had interest in because uh, your parents obviously have to bring you to the games and my parents worked a lot. So they never really had time to bring me to the games and we're not really associated with our family that much. So I would mostly just do it through the school ones because they obviously could bring you to the games and whatnot. Um, yeah, I enjoyed playing it a lot during the time. Uh, I stopped doing it probably when I turned like 18, 19. And I obviously miss it a lot because, dude, playing football, it it keeps you fit, man. Every single part of your body just feels amazing when you play. And I played, I think, like a month or two ago with my boy. And my body was just completely destroyed. I couldn't run 
for more than two minutes. Like I ran for two minutes and I was done. I couldn't do anything else because the strain that you put on your upper body and your lower body is insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. D- d- um, I t- actually took the path that you didn't want to take. So I'm in the kind of the same timeline as you were. I kind of stopped playing around 1920 just because I was approaching this point where you literally can't go anywhere with football, at least in Canada. I was yeah. playing for a very good team in, in Windsor in my city, and we were playing all the best teams in Ontario. And you're 100% right. It gets so draining because you have a tournament like every other week, yeah. right? You have to travel to somewhere in Michigan, somewhere in, you know, I don't know, Toronto, wherever. That becomes one, expensive. And two, like that's all massive drain on your parents. Like they have to travel with you. You're like 15, 16. And it just became like you t- it turns something that you really love into something that becomes almost a chore, like, tedious, a chore. Yeah. 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 So I loved playing the sport. I, if I, if I wanted to play, I had a, I, I could just go to the fields around me. Like I have like six different ones around me. I could just go to them. Uh, I didn't feel like I needed to join a club to enjoy the sport. As long as I got to kick the ball at the net, I honestly don't care. Right. So, um, yeah, I just didn't want to put the strain on my parents in regards to them bringing me to certain games. So it just didn't make sense at the time for me to do anything like that. Right. Right. Um, where's the, you know, love for Portugal or, you know, national team rank on your things of FIFA football, all that stuff. I mean, it's my ethnic background, obviously, but I just, I, I grew up watching the Liga Noge and the Premier League so much. Like it's both of those leagues are a big part of my life. So it's just, I don't know, man, just watching Portugal when you're younger, is just the most like, it's the best. There's nothing quite like it. Nothing There's nothing from, quite like it. Yeah. yeah. Like I've lived in Canada my entire life, but like when you watch a country that literally bleeds the sport, like Brazil, Argentina, Portugal, like people bleed the sport. It's such a different feeling. Like if I watch Canada play, like they bleed the sport if it's like hockey or something. Right. But if it's, if it's like football, it's not really the same. So I don't know, man, just you share that passion with the players on the pitch as you're watching the game. And then it becomes like this, hugely influential thing in your life and uh yeah man the love for portugal just comes honestly just from my ethnic background just people it's just it's just everything is background stuff man it's just what where the area you live in the the your surroundings who likes porto Benfica or sporting you know the rivalries between it like yeah it's, it's, it's so much yeah it's beautiful yeah what what, what were the what was the city your parents came from in, in portugal somewhere so my my ethnic background is a source so it's a source san miguel so it's a it's um portugal is basically the main island that's the continent right a source is the left side of portugal like those islands to the the islands to the left side um and we do have teams in that area but those teams were super irrelevant when i was younger and when my parents were younger right like they were obviously the main teams during that time but they weren't like too relevant so when you're portuguese and you're living in canada you will most likely choose the top three teams it's either going to be sporting Benfica or porto had i have known that Santa Clara existed at that time I would have probably chosen Santa Clara which is the team that looks like uh, their logo looks like looks like Befica's logo um they're the ones that are actually from San Miguel Astorge, but they're from a they're still part they're still from a part of Portugal that I'm not from they're from Punta Delgada but my parents oh are from, okay I know where Punta Delgada is okay yeah, yeah that's my a parent, beautiful island wow, it is man. it's a gorgeous island but we're from Hartpeche so that's right. why that's the difference between but uh, supporting Santa Clara is the same thing as you know me living in the GTA or me living downtown in Toronto. It's the exact same thing. You know, it's like a 10 minute ride from different places. So, um, but yeah, that's where that initial love came from. Awesome, dude. Um, believe it or not, we've actually gone through 45 minutes. Um, I just want to say, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. I I wish you all the best with your future content. Tell the people where they can follow you, subscribe. 
Um, you guys can follow me at Inception FC for most socials and Inception XX on Twitch. And uh, be sure to you guys watch Nelly's content because his content <laughs> has been amazing recently. So you don't need to. You don't need to. Okay, I, I didn't gotta, pay him to I do gotta, that. I, I didn't pay him to do that. I just want you guys to know. I, I got to flick the wrist for him. You know, I got to <laughs> flick the wrist. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, man. I appreciate it, dude. If you're wondering why Inception wasn't reacting to any of the clips, it's because he specifically told me these clips trigger him and he didn't want to uh, watch them as we talked and it was kind of distracting. So I totally respected that. I just wanted to have him on as a guest and I really want to learn a lot about his YouTube experience. So hopefully you guys got some enjoyment out of that because I learned a lot and I really, really had a good time. Okay, my last guest is Italian Stallion. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him for, I don't know, is it three, four years now? He is a elite FIFA player. His dream was to become a professional FIFA player. So we talk about that journey. We talk about all kinds of other stuff. And I think it's equally as interesting. So I don't know what Joe Rogan does in these types of things. Give it up for my final guest, Italian Stallion. Plays outro music. All right, my final guest is Italian Stallion, um, a long friend of mine. We used to do a podcast together. How are you doing? Tell the people what you do. Thanks for having me, dude. This takes me back to the to the very beginning. When we this was is so me, trippy. <laughs> me, you, uh, Foot FM, and other guests, obviously, or other hosts, sorry, on that podcast that shall remain unnamed. Oh, <laughs> <now. laughs> wow. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, like, what do I do? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really not, I wouldn't say I'm a YouTuber or a streamer. Like, I think at one point you were definitely a YouTuber. You had that whole, like, daily content, daily stream going. I was never that way. I'm just a dude in, like, the FIFA community. And it started, like, with Twitter. Then I went to the podcast and Twitter. And then every now and then I'd release a random video that people would be like, yo, nice, bro. Thanks for exposing me. <laughs> <laughs> and now I also stream sometimes and I just, uh, yeah, I do what I want, what I want. That's kind of the vibe we got right now. But you, your main thing in life right now is working for uh, a German company doing some tutorials. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, man, how do you forget about what your job is, essentially? <laughs> yeah, basically all that messing around on um, you know Twitter and YouTube and whatever had led to... Uh, grabbing the attention of these German folks, they run, they have like a tutorial channel on YouTube, and basically they they hired me as one of the main dudes to make tutorials for them. So this year and year, referring to like starting in September, because that's when FIFA 20 comes out. Uh, I've been working making tutorials for these uh, guys, and that's yeah, that's what I it's do. Fair, it's fair to say you've played a lot of FIFA, so I'm really curious if you think you're going to see some bugs here that you've never seen before i hope so i've already <laughs> seen a couple that i haven't seen before uh like they at the very beginning the guy running through a fence or something <laughs> or stuff like that look at, uh, i think look, the main thing i've seen is just like, okay yeah hello you're right, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> <really> classic. <laughs> this one the game just freezes out and just like i don't know the system crashes the matrix crashes yeah, the skill games. Imagine some poor fella like just trying to learn how to cross and he encounters that. Yeah. Um, I guess the question is for you. You're kind of finishing up. Oh, this is Shakiri and this is a great one. What a save from Shakiri. What's he in goal? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's so many of these that have almost no explanation. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so as you're approaching the end of your time with the Germans, you know, these tutorials, what's the next thing? Are you thinking a little bit ahead what you want to do with YouTube? Because your big thing on YouTube was always like these very in-depth videos and analysis uh, that are kind of rare to find. The problem with that is obviously it's a very hardcore audience. You know, you only you can only have so many people that are really interested in, in the very minute details that some of your videos go into. Yeah, and like this is something that can play off into so many things, which we can get later on because it's like fascinating how something that people always criticize me for, aka overthinking, was actually my main strength. Uh, in yeah. Terms of like <laughs> right. Videos, but that aside, it is a niche. But like I said, the main strength is just overthinking everything. Because of how I overthink things, I can analyze really well because I've done it my whole life. So that can be translating to different things. So maybe the niche videos I made are one thing, but like I could easily transform that analytical ability into coaching videos and helping people improve. Hence why I also do tutorials because, and that's super hot. I've seen a lot right. of channels. I think mainly the FIFA analysts grew a lot by being, you know, this coach figure for the public, coaching videos, analyzing people's gameplay, telling people how to improve. The question is, do I want to do that? I'm, I'm not sure I really... Even the tutorials itself is kind of like contradictory that I want to do that because I don't want to make life harder for myself and tell people, <laughs> you know, my secrets. Like, why would I want to right. do that? Right. Uh, so for the future, what do I want to do? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, obviously, it's an option that I'll do another year of tutorials. We're in talks with the Germans. I mean, I feel like a, a football superstar renewing my contract. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. We'll see. Maybe I'll be a free agent. I don't know, dude. It really just depends on, like, what it is I'd be doing. I could remain with the Germans. I could ignore that. I could quit FIFA, the FIFA scene altogether and just stay as, like, a, as a figure that pops up randomly, intermittently. Who knows? Right. I think, uh, I don't want to you know, suck you off here too much, but your biggest strength for me at least is what I see is like when you really want to do something and you're like super zeroed in and focused on it, you become very good at it. And I'm just talking about random stuff like even AoE, when we play AoE, I know you're learning all the time. Like you're already improving so quickly. So maybe like you just need to find something that you have a, like a similar passion for that you can just put that into because I know remember when, when you were making those like um, kind of breaking down what's wrong with FIFA, what's wrong with passing, what's wrong with defending, auto assisting, all that stuff. Those were very like those are very focused time. You were pumping out like a video a week and every video was a banger. Yeah, it was a banger and like it was such raw content like it's just me clips me scrolling through back and forth with a mouse super unprofessional the lowest of the lowest video qualities kind of like going back to the origins of youtube right it's all about the idea and what you're saying people don't really care uh so like and then each like my latest video on that was like super it took me so much more time to make just because i went through the effort of making like a classic fifa or not fifa just youtube style video so like yeah i can improve in things uh so it'd be ideal if I could find li literally anything else because I I'm kind of like a diesel. You know, a diesel, the expression is like, you, you're a slow starter, but when you start, you, you're perfect. <laughs> you, you're, you know, you're going. Right. Like, it's the same anytime I make a video, like starting it and getting through the initial phase of like actually doing it, it's a nightmare. But once I'm actually like working on it, I'm a tra I'm not stopping until it's over sort of thing. <laughs> right, right, right. I think we're kind of, I don't want to say similar vote in like uh, the sense of like, like we don't know what to do, but there's like these peaks and valleys in YouTube. Like if you look at my like subscriber growth, it literally looks just like, it's just triangles. It's like <laughs> months of nothing and then months of just sporadic <laughs> yeah. boom. 
And in both of those highs and lows, I'm always like, what, what do I do next? Like, what is this? And then always I'm like, is this even what I want to be doing? Like, maybe there's something better. And I, I don't know. I always get kind of trapped between two different paces. I have a thing in my room that has like 30 different ideas for videos. I'm like, what, which one do I do? Like, it's not a problem that I don't have ideas. It's just like, do I really want to do this at a core level? Because if I don't want to do it, it'll come into the video. You'll see like, you'll, maybe you won't hear it, but you'll just feel it. You'll be like, wait, this guy doesn't want to do this. He's putting on, on a show. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're like, remember when you said that one time, you're me from the past? Because pretty much you're the same things for me. I just keep doing different things at different intervals, but I'm just like five or six phases below, but behind, right? You went through like the classic YouTuber doing series and original content to like, and then uh, you had the podcast and then uh, you kind of left, you came back, you started Nelly News and, oh no, before you started Nelly News, you were doing original content with the, yeah, just uh, doing captcha, random videos. Yep. the captcha one banging super hard. And then, yeah, you just did so many things. And it's just like, that's kind of how I liked it. I don't like, as soon as I start saying, okay, I need to do a whole year of tutorials, a whole year of uh, RTG videos. I, that's when I start getting like anxious. I'm like, I can't, you know, I, I can't. I got to do what I want when I want sort of thing. But obviously, you know, I'm not Nepenthes, you know, <laughs> so it's like it, it, if it's more of a hobby at that point. That's why I said I don't really think I'm like a YouTuber or a streamer. I just kind of do what I want. Would be more of a motivation for you or no? Do you think if you someone paid you, hey, here's a hundred thousand dollars a year. I want you to make a draft of glory series. I want one video a day. Do you think you could do something like that? I mean, maybe, but that's why it's not a given that I'll be doing tutorials next year as well, because even though pay uh, is decent and like it's it could in increase as well for next year, it was really challenging for me this year doing that. You know, I was making money. I was making more like there's people calling themselves FIFA pros and I was out salarying them, not playing FIFA professionally. But I mean, guess technically it is professional FIFA if you make it's just a different type. You're not you're not competing. You're just making FIFA videos. And even then, I was like, dude, like, you know. You were bringing in, though, what you were worth. I think, like, your 100%, evaluation, 100%. you were bringing these guys in exactly what they wanted. They are growing their audience, and they're probably making a, a certain amount back on you. They've invested in you, and their return, whatever, if it's 5 10 20%, it's paid off. 100%. I mean, the channel is at, like, 30K. Now it's almost at 100K now after, like, before and after me being there. Obviously, it's always easier to start on a 30K platform than zero. They did the hardest part, which is zero to 30. But like at the same time, you know, it doesn't just grow for no reason. Maybe it does. I don't know. For FIFA, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Essentially, the point was like that even when I was making and I am still making the money, it's not like I'm challenging. It's challenging mentally and emotionally when I'm doing something that maybe I don't love so much at times. Uh and that's once a week. So once a day, bro, I don't know. Bro. Yeah, right? It's a different beast, right? It, it becomes a, literally the, a job. It becomes like a desk job because it's like, you know, five hours to edit or whatever. And then, you know, rinse and repeat tomorrow again. Yeah, and, and these videos were like, you know, there were some videos that reached like 40 hours of work. Like people that's, go yeah, to school that's People don't understand that. They don't, hours, they don't see that. You know? Right. And with how I work as well, I'm not the type of dude, okay, I'm going to work every day from 6 a.m. to noon. And six. No way, dude. One day I might work from like 6 a.m. until like 4 a.m. the next day because I, if I stop, I'm not starting again for like ages. I'm just that type of dude. I'm a train, bro. Once you turn me on, I'm either crashing <laughs> or like, <laughs> or you turn me off. Like there's no in between.
I, th- I think that this was an interesting topic because I don't know if you've seen Kurt's latest video. Um, oh, yeah, I've uh, seen it. Yeah. Uh, and it was really interesting to see, like, there were so many people talking about, you know, this guy's still playing PES and he's averaging, uh, like, 2,000, 3,000 viewers, whatever, and he's making a good living. And everyone's like, well, he's definitely going to keep doing that. That's easy money. But it's like, not everyone is, like, motivated the same way. That guy could make a, a very good living. And he's just like, I don't enjoy PES. I don't enjoy streaming this. Like, I don't want to do it which is yeah. very rare in the FIFA community because most people, when they get something that works, they'll run that thing into the grave. They'll do it till they hate themselves, their wife, their children. They'll, they'll keep doing it. It's, <laughs> it's profitable, you know? I think Kurt was that type of dude for FIFA because the fact that he was playing daily on FIFA, despite FIFA being the pile of garbage that it is, and I know he knows he hates it. Like, he hates it. But, you know, I have a feeling that when you log on and there's, like, at least 5K people watching you, you have, like... You're willing. You like you. It, it excites you. You know. You make a storyline every day. You have new challenges. You have these people that watch and care. And from my perspective, I was like, dude, if I could play, if I had to stream every day a Pez and I'd get one to two k, I would do it. But that's the thing. Everyone's got their own expectations. And he had a taste of seventeen k with Pez viewers. That's what he got to start. So when he once he was at one, two, three K with Pez, that's still phenomenal numbers, bro. That's incredible. Insane. But, insane with Pez is it's so it's so insane. I don't there's no one even that's close to that, right? Next guy's like yeah. hundred views, two hundred views. And it's not enough dude, a thousand viewers on COD is cracked. Like, you know, yeah. a thousand viewers on FIFA is insane. He had that for Pez. So for most people that's enough to play Pez and never play FIFA again. But like I think, and maybe he'll say that even if he had 20k, he wouldn't. And we'll never know. It's hearsay. But like, I think that if he would have stayed at 20k a day, which is unreal, I think he would have lasted longer on Pez. Uh, but I, I think once again, I don't think he would have lasted for the same reason. I think he would have lasted more in the sense that he's making progress in like the movement, where it's like trying to get FIFA back to yeah, a, yeah, a better yeah, yeah, playable. Yeah. I don't think he's like, oh, I'm gonna stay in Pez forever. Like even if he was killing it, even if he was like beating Castro every day. I think at the end of the day, unless Pez became like an amazing game, which, you know, maybe it could happen. But I think the ultimate goal still would have been like, hey, this is all because like you guys are choosing not to improve FIFA and you're not making FIFA better. And you should rightfully so be punished with like less monetary, you know, profit. Yeah. And plus, if you would have kept those numbers, you could have made the point that he could have gotten on ban faster. FIFA would have been better. And then end goal, end game, he's back on FIFA and playing a game he likes. Or maybe Pez becomes insane. Like, who knows? Either way, I think... Keeping the 20k was the key a day for everything because it would have kept him going. It would have made changes, but he didn't because it's just how it goes. And it was kind of obvious. I mean, hell, he could stream COD every day on Fortnite and get like a yes, key or yeah. 500, 800. But that's the thing. Like his love was FIFA. He's good at that game. And I can relate to that. Like I play Age of Empires and it's a healthy balance because like me and you, we log on every now and then or and we play, but like if we need a break, we'll take a break, and that will make sure we never get bored of it. But like if you're forced to play AOE every day and you're yeah. ass and like you're not improving as fast as you want, I could see myself, you know, having a tough time um, <laughs> streaming it every day. So I think that's where it came from because he was nowhere near as good as Pez as he was in FIFA as well. You did, you know, bring up subtly, I know people, some people might not have heard it, but you said you know what it feels like to get thousands of viewers. I don't know, We I can't remember if we talked, if you did want to talk about this, about your previous stream thing. If you don't, it's fine, but uh, you did Yeah, we could talk that. about it. 
Yeah. Keep all right. About it. I talked. This is the thing. I talk. I'm gonna. Uh, I haven't talked to Inception yet, but I will. I've talked about everyone's past. Like I talk about JCC and how he's like five foot eight. For people that don't know, he's <laughs> why is that relevant? <laughs> I've about, I, I'm just saying I've talked about their past and these random things. Like I've just it's been fun stuff. Like he used to support Man United and then he supported Fulham. About all these random. Like he used to have this thing with Darren Bent. Anyways. I want to know about the streaming career. You you only told me briefly about what life was like when you were streaming this other thing. Yeah, basically there was this period, right? And it coincided with me taking a break from FIFA, partly because, okay, before I went into FIFA, Twitter, and YouTube, I was still cracked out compared to the average user. I was still a Division One player, right? I was just naturally better than everyone at FIFA. Like I was the I was the guy that every time you went to a party is like you won't beat him at FIFA, and then the guy who's hosting is like, no, I can't. And then they play <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, and I yeah. I destroy them, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then obviously you go into Twitter, and like there's tons of people at your level, so you have to try a little bit more. But anyways, FIFA 16, I hated that game so much. Although it is better than 19 and 20, sure, whatever. Um, I didn't like it, and it was my last year of uni. I was like. You know, I'm really busy with work, and if I want to play games, somehow, I don't know how it ended up, I started playing mobile games, okay? Maybe time between lectures, people in my in my course played it. I played this game called Clash of Clans, right? Massive. The biggest, the Titan. It's not even close. Supercell Company literally is the, I don't even know what company in video games is that. Just massive. They EA? make billions, bro. Are they even more, dude. EA? Really? Bigger in terms of dude, they're mobile. It's unprecedented. Like Clash of Clans, then now Clash Royale is like the perfect game. I remember I was streaming when that I was like into my streaming and as that came out, and I remember I was like playing the beta. That game was massive. And was so, it still pay to win at the beginning of that game? Sorry to interrupt, but I, I can't uh, remember. Like, were you there for the early yeah. days? Early, it's still, day like, one, bro. With day one. Transactions. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But it. Oh, by the way, look at this bug. By the way, look at this bug. Just for a moment. <laughs> oh no! What? What? <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, wait, his wait, his face. <laughs> wait, and then the ref calls a PK, and it just teleports to a PK. <laughs> Tell me he scores. Please score. Yeah, oh, and no, then this guy gets it, it again. This guy. It's anyways, the same uh, dude. <laughs> same poor oh, guy. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, go back to the clash of clans. Yeah, there was microtransactions, and that community really doesn't like the whole micro... Look, for Clash of Clans, it was different because it wasn't really a competitive game. There was this thing called Clan Wars, but it was different, right? You you have your village. It's just more a grinding game. You you improve your village. Yes, you have Clan Wars, but you can... It was a different type of pay-to-win, not like eSport-ish pay-to-win sort of thing. Whereas Clash Royale was is actually like an eSport game, a decent eSport game, I think. I don't know. It is really. Angry. I didn't. I thought all those games were microtrans. This is actually like a. It's a card. It's a real time like card game, right? You, but like it's crazy. No, but it's actually it's a one v one competitive game, like. Wow. Royale. But you use card and to level up cards, you need to open chests. You buy chests with gems. You buy gems, right? So it's like. Yeah, of course. Yep. And, and you have to max out your deck, and it takes so much money. But you can organize competitive matches where you level out to a degree. I don't know. I don't remember exactly the details. Maybe they changed it, but there was some sort of way you can invite someone and like, it doesn't matter if you have a maxed out deck, we're all playing on this level of deck. So it's like, if you didn't max your deck out, you're good. If you did max your deck out, you're not going to have an advantage. You're all having like level eight cards, whatever. Um, so it, they did way more of an effort, I think, uh, to balance it out, but I'm sure it's still like a massive issue. That being said, I streamed that game. I loved it at first. 
And then I was growing rapidly on this new platform. It wasn't Twitch where I was streaming. All the all the Clash of Clans YouTubers went on this platform for some reason. I streamed one day and I was so early on in the game that I grew. I was like a partner on that website, like the equivalent. Getting verified Twitch. Do you remember the website? No, dude. It was so long ago. And like it, How old at the were end you of the, the time. You were pretty young then. I mean, young, I guess. I'm I was like what twenty? Nineteen twenty? I guess. I don't know. Either way. And Clash of Clans got boring. Then Clash Royale came out. It was like the new Spark. And I streamed that for a while. And then my exams came. And I lost consistency. And like, I just got bored of it. I was like, I don't care, man. It wasn't like, I think I didn't have as many friends in that community as I did in the FIFA community. Like in this FIFA community, I met so many. I mean, I met you in real life. Um, so many other people that I met. So it's like, I couldn't, even if I stopped playing FIFA, I think I'd always like be active on Twitter, you know? It was different, but like I knew what it felt like, and I could have become a big quote unquote mobile guy, mobile gaming guy, but I wasn't there for the mobile gaming. I was there for Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, and then that love dissipated, and I went back to FIFA, not as just to playing FIFA. And then I discovered the only reason I discovered the FIFA Twitter community was because I was initially in the gaming, mobile gaming Twitter community. Right. And I was like, You're... let me see if there's a FIFA one, and there was. Right. Your original goal going into FIFA was to eventually play competitive FIFA. Is that correct? Yeah, all I really wanted was I, would, I didn't give a crap about having a pro contract playing for it. I just wanted to qualify for an event, right? That was my dream. And I did a little bit. I, I qualified for a big local event in Italy, but Italy being Italy, that tournament got canceled. It was like <laughs> weird, shady things going on. And right. I was upset because all the best pros were there for the Italian players, like the Principes and all that. And then me. <laughs> I was there too. And there was only like six or seven people qualified. It was a mini tournament. It would have been awesome, but I'd cancel it. Unlucky. But, and then that was it because I started playing FIFA 17 late, right? Because I bought it like, didn't buy on release. I was coming from Clash of or Royale and I didn't have time to do the normal qualifiers. I had to learn the game for God's sake. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I hadn't played. Yeah, you were getting ages. lessons. You were getting coaching lessons. That's how we, uh, that's how you met yeah, uh, bro. Pop and that's how we got into a little show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it was too little too late. And then naive little stallion thought, oh, okay, I'll try in FIFA 18. And then the game <laughs> was like so bad. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? I love, I love FIFA 17's concept. It was so many issues, but the foundation. You know, and then FIFA 18 and it gets worse and worse. And that dream just dissipates because even though every year I'm closer and closer every year, I give up earlier and earlier because I just hate the game. Yes, I, I'm I'm not in the same boat in, in the sense like I'm not as good as you. For people that don't know, you finished top 100 in the world many, many times. But I'm in the boat where like I'm like I'm doing better with YouTube. But at the same time, the game has never been worse. So like I'm really disappointed because ultimately when I did set out to make a channel, I wanted to make FIFA content. I liked football. I liked making random like Road to Glory series. And then as the game progressively got worse, I always try to expand into like, all right, let's make it like some comedy videos about the community or let's make some news videos, whatever it may be. But you actually got to basically the highest point you could. You've reached top 100 in the world and a game continued to get worse. Like, where do you go from there? Yeah, it's tough, bro. I think I think low key, like I think you would enjoy competitive as well if you like the game. I think the FIFA 16 tournament you played was a testament of that, right? If you had like some NA sort of stuff, I'm sure if you love the game, you'd go for it. Why not? Hundred percent. If I if you, I got paid for it too, if I was a living, like yeah, of course, let's do it. Let's play competitive FIFA. That's yeah. fun. 
the massive problem is the game is so <laughs> the game bad. sucks, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, no way. Like, you're, not, you're definitely not going to try. And then I tried a little bit, even if I didn't like it. And I was super close to qualify to an event in, like, clo- the closest I've been was, like, in, in 19, at the very beginning. And there, what like, I remember, uh, like, I was, you know, I, I did really well in the Swiss format, and, like, I was beating top, top, top pros. And then as soon as I beat a top pro to, like, 3-0 in Swiss, and his team was, like, 10 million coins, and mine was 1 million coins, and then... The game for four, no, I was playing an even better bro with an even better team, and that's when it all went downhill. I was like, dude, like, what is this? Like, I can't. So like, crazy yeah. that there's that much pay to win, even up until that point. It's not until you get to one of these events where everyone has access to every team. It's pay to win until that point, right? Like, you have to build a team. Yeah, they get like two, three, five grand, I don't know how many from their club, and I'm like, okay, I can afford spending 2k, but like, no, thank you, you know, <laughs> right? I'm good, right. I don't want to, I'm, I'd rather not. I'll buy my dog some treats or something, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not just putting coins for virtual cards that in a game that I hate, and no way, man, no, no way. way, bro. No. Do you have any um? So back, I don't want to. I kind of talked about the earlier stream stuff you were doing. Do you have any regrets with uh how that turned out? The mobile gaming scene. If you mm. stuck around with that a bit more, could have been a I don't re- or something. <laughs> I don't regret leaving. I don't. I don't regret leaving at all because at the end of the day, I I kept my Twitter account right, and um. By the time uh, I remember when I joined the FIFA game Twitter community, people would follow me only because I had like 500 followers from the Clash of Clans times in Twitter. So slowly, like I stayed at 500 forever because the more I tweet about FIFA, the more FIFA people followed me, but the more Clash of Clans people unfollowed me, right? So I had to like right. rinse it out. And then I could finally- <laughs> You were transitioning. Get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The transition, I don't regret it because assume, say I grinded Clash or Mobile till I got like 50K, 100K subs. There's no way when I post a FIFA video, people are going to watch me. No way. No. Yeah, there's no way out. That's the big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're talking about kids, bro. These are kids. The demographic. You think people make fun of like big Twitch streamers on FIFA for kids. No, no, no. Kids are those who play mobile games, bro. That's the real kids. I would have had a bunch of kids who only have an iPad and be like, what the hell is this FIFA video? Like what? No. (laughs) (laughs) So. That's the biggest scare. Like, that's kind of, like, for me, the scariest part, I think, about YouTube is because they've set these, like, algorithms in place where, like, they just want you to do one thing and one thing that's doing well. And understandably so. They want the videos that I'm making, uh, you know, that have the best views because that gets them the most ad revenue. That makes sense. But, like, to not notify subscribers when you upload a different kind of video, that's, like, that's so shady to me. Yeah. You, you literally, it cements you into one field, kind of. Yeah, and with YouTube, I know nothing compared to you because you were you. I remember you talking about this stuff when we were doing the podcast, and I wasn't uploading on YouTube, right? And I'm slowly discovering it now. I'm just seeing weird trends, like sometimes videos do bad, sometimes videos do good. So like, it would have been impossible. Like, I don't regret anything about leaving that. I the only thing I regret maybe is um, I don't know. I think I could have done more earlier in terms of creating content on FIFA. But I was too naive thinking it can only get better from FIFA 17 because it did look like EA was trying to do this whole foot champions thing properly, right? But I was too naive. So I took it for granted. I was like, there's no way 18 will be worse. 
Okay. <laughs> and there's no way 18 or 19 will be worse than 18. And there's no way 19 yeah, or yeah, 20 yeah. will be worse than 19. And it just kept getting yeah, worse. Just... Yeah, so I should have capitalized earlier. and then, But the, but then even then, I'd be here hating the game. So I don't know, dude. There's no win. The it's, it's a lose-lose. It lose. is what it is. Yeah, it's a lose-lose. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's a genius in hindsight, so... Do you think FIFA is going to get delayed this year? What you know, we've always said like, well, this FIFA can't get much worse, and we've always been surprised by how bad it can get. <laughs> so how does it get? How does what does a game look like when it's either rushed, or delayed, or like they don't have the full staff to work on it? Like what you're seeing before you right now is 600 plus different glitches and bugs and all these problems, and this is with a full capacity, with a full studio with everybody working around the clock to make this thing work. What kind of product do we get in September with people, you know, n- you know, understandably worrying about their livelihood and, you know, th- this pandemic. Lewandowski in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, if you want to know what does a game look like when you're, you're fighting for time and stuff, I mean, FIFA 19 is the answer, right? Because that game was also, in my opinion, heavily impacted by the World Cup mode in 18, which took time away. And we get again, I know a lot of people, there are people who preferred or had more fun playing 19 than 20, but we're talking glitches, right? Not fun factor. 19 is the worst by far because the things that were happening on that field, you're, there's no, like, as much as you, not me, like you, the listener, might not like FIFA devs, there's no way they intended for you to be able to do 60 croquetas in a row and alternatos and that. That was not intent. That was like a, a mistake. <laughs> like that could, the, the 180 no scopes, like, that's what a game looks like. So imagine FIFA 19 for 21, but worse is that's where I would be like, maybe they surprise us and it's a great game. But that's oh, where, where I'm don't thinking. Even, don't even say that to people. I've been always like very cautious of how I speak about these things because I know if you have a thousand people listening and you say to one person, well, you know, the game might be good. Or you say to a thousand people, well, the game might be good. There's one dude that took that as, oh, the game's going to be great. Nelly says it's going to be great. And then <laughs> no, they're no. going to buy it. <laughs> Look, look at that. That was great. That was fucking amazing. I mean, with those type of people, I could say, I could literally say anything. I could say beef and he'll call PETA on me or something. And they're like, oh, oh, oh you know, he's, he should be vegan or some weird thing. But like, it might be good, right? But I'm, I'm telling people, expect something worse than 19, right? <laughs> it's just in terms of glitches, because I don't know how they can even code a game all from home. I don't know, dude. I don't work there. I wouldn't know. But like, Again, coronavirus, COVID, whatever. It kind of it screws. Thanks. Now this video is demonetized. Thanks, Stallion. I appreciate it. You say that, and my whole video is demonetized. Thank you, just, dude. <laughs> just make it known now and believe yeah. it. The, it that should not be named. The reason we're all at home, you know, it screwed everyone, and I'm sure FIFA 21 will pay the price in some way, shape, or form. Right. So, well, now you're in a tricky position because now, you know, as your contract is expiring, you know, the game is progressively worse, trying to decide what to do next. Is there, do you think there's another passion that you might have for other kinds of content that, you know, that you enjoy? I'm going to keep pushing AOE because I feel like I could be your coach when you become a millionaire for AOE 4, but (laughs) I know that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, come on, let's be honest. AOE 2 is a very good game that's been out for decades like the ground i'd have to catch up to catch up yeah, like, yeah, yeah. bro like <laughs> no chance it's just, these guys are playing eight hours a day of strategy games where like they're yeah. actually getting better by playing it you're playing eight hours of fifa a day where it's like 
you've already learned something. You've already learned everything you can in the first like three days of this game, and you just have to rinse and repeat. Yeah, I mean, I'm at the point where I'm at my best when I don't play FIFA for weeks because I'm less angry, right? Imagine that. You're better when your muscle memory is, like, shaky because your mental creativity is there. That's how little's going on in the field. You need that mental creativity. And if you do see the same thing happen a thousand times, you get you go crazy, and that's what happens. That's why I'm best when I take a break. What about uh, other kinds of uh, types of FIFA, you know? Pro clubs, career mode. I know JCC was very adamant about pro, pro clubs being so fun when you're playing with other people. And it's not even really about the game. It's more about, like, fun with the boys. It's kind of like us when we play AOE. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look. any of that. I love what he's doing for pro clubs and everything. And um, at the end of the day, people like what they like. I love pro clubs. And I've played a lot of pro clubs compared, not compared to JCC, but, like, someone an average gamer so i know my way around pro clubs and how it works and everything but even then that mode is so bad and like underutilized that i don't like it i've much had i've much preferred pez's version of like 2v2 3v3 not with like pro clubs where someone's the any and you only select one player i think co-op is a lot more fun if you had like a proper mode that you and your friend could suffer through like co-op foot champs i know foot champs is hated by a lot of people but like Suffering through it with someone else, I think, would make it like really cool, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> Suffering with <laughs> someone else is that what you just said? I want to make sure I heard that. Well, that because you're no one's enjoying foot champs. If you are, I'm scared of you. But like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, there's a guy that said. Oh, remember? Yeah, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt this. There's a guy on Twitter that said. Um, I, I was having a debate with some random dude. I forgot what it was, and he's like, "Oh, I don't get mad if I win." Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me? No matter what happens for 89 minutes of this thing that you're playing, if the final product is you winning, you're happy, you're not upset, you're not going into the next game upset. It's like watching a movie that sucks for 120 minutes or 119 minutes and then that last minute. Well, you know what? They really button up that ending. It's I love it, you know? How, how do yeah. these people exist? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm not... I mean, this is not news. It makes sense. Otherwise, we wouldn't have people playing the way they do, dropping back, overloaded balls, all these just slimy tactics all over the field because all they care about is the end result. They don't care how they get there. They just need to win, bro. They just need to win, and right. that's what gets them the wins. I don't understand it. I don't like. I don't understand it. I just know it exists. I'm not surprised by its existence. I. That's the problem. People just want to win, bro, and it's like i wish i would be happy if i won because i win most of my games bro but like after a, a win i'd be like there was no way i should have suffered that much or it should have been <laughs> right, like right. that like what am i seeing <laughs> right um yeah the the thing the big thing uh, i also want to talk about was is fifa becoming less and less representative of actual football because from it's it's very clear that ea is trying to push this realism thing a lot with you know the graphics and whatever all the stuff they're doing but it seems like the game gameplay wise is farther and farther away from what actually is football it's a hundred percent in my opinion less and less representative of um real life the only thing like if you take fifa 10 and fifa 20 and you put them side by side obviously most people are going to say fifa 20 looks more like realistic football but that's because of how slow everyone moves, people's faces, the stadiums, the graphics. But if you actually look at the philosophy around like the mechanics and everything, 
oh, FIFA 20 is a game where 11 individuals, nobody moves or makes a good run for you offensively. That's not realistic. FIFA 20 is a game where you don't lose stamina for uh, doing a defensive masterclass Costa Rica style from the 2014 World Cup, you know, where they did park the bus, right? But if you're going to park the bus against a team like Barcelona or a team better than you, you're going to have to outrun people. Like, I remember every time Italy played Spain, Roma played Barca, they, these kind of things, you know, they played this possession style. You know, leading up to the game, everyone knew that if you're going to have a chance, not only are you going to have to defend well, but you're going to have to outrun them because even though you're not going to touch the ball, you're going to be deep, right? And you're going to park the bus, and it's going to be hard to do that. But and you have to do it for bus, 90 minutes, and you have to have no mental lapses for 90 minutes. Like, you have yeah, to be on it, that level of alertness the whole game. Yeah, and that doesn't cause a stamina drain. It's super easy. Like, to park the bus in FIFA is giving you security. You're making life harder for your opponent. But if you have a difference between, like, in real life, if you're as good as Barca or Spain, even a, good, a team as good as Italy was at the time, is going to struggle to defend and park the bus for 90 minutes. It's a Hail Mary tactic, but it's all they can do. Whereas in FIFA, you can be as good as Barcelona, but someone as good as Andorra will, you know, relative to Barcelona or Spain. I love these Fantastic, Andorra. Name will, <laughs> <laughs> they will be as good or better than Italy was in real life at doing that tactic. So, like, it makes someone so much worse than you be able to, like, defend so well. Hence why, if you score the first... Like, when I score the first goal... And then the second one, that two nil, one nil turns into a six seven nil because sometimes they, I mean, sometimes they just stay on, <laughs> drop back. But the smart <laughs> right. ones who try and attack, they get obliterated because they don't know what they're doing. Okay, now, okay, so if FIFA is becoming, you know, less and less representative football, I think we would both agree that that would be okay if the game was balanced and fun. Like I said this in one of my earlier videos, like uh, a couple of days ago. Um, PES, like 2006, I was fully aware that this is not a representation of football, but I didn't care. The game was fun. It was like balanced. There was a strategy to it. it. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Would you be okay with the game being less realistic if it was enjoyable? Mm-hmm. But it's a dangerous subject because a lot of people say, use that argument pro FIFA 19, say, see, FIFA 19 was, an unreal was unrealistic, but it had a skill gap. Because, you know, you could out tornado someone or or you could you do a first time long shot from 60 yards out. Right. So that's a dangerous subject. At the end of the day, I think there's reasonable aspects of the game that should be OP every single year and shouldn't be OP every single year. And, you know, um, that's just my opinion, which. And there, the irony overall is that the more the game has been attempted to represent real life, the more boring has it has gotten, the more stale it has gotten, the less fun it has gotten. And that's just how it is, right? So I don't care what, if it's balanced and fair and like un, not unfair, I think I would enjoy it. Like, I don't care about realism. We're playing, it's, I have six minutes a half, you know? You want to have FIFA the way it is now? I need 90 minutes. I need 90 minutes. That's one thing we always talk about. I think Kurt always says it as well. Is like you only have this amount of time in like real in, in in FIFA as opposed to real life. You have 45 minutes a half to break down a defender. You can't recreate that in a video game. No one's gonna play 45 and a half. You know. Yeah, that's why. That's why the competitive uh, like uh, setup right now. If you play competitive, it's all about hoarding possession. Because you have to hoard possession until you get the same pass into the striker where you then turn and shoot. 
and that only happens every so often. So you'll get max like a couple of those per game if assuming the opponent's defending as well, and then you play for that. That's it. And this is boring. I'm not saying I need nine goals a game. The, quite the contrary, because FIFA 18 was ludicrous just because it'd be like seven five score lines. But like, you can't give me a run every three seconds. You can't have everyone stand still for three seconds. Like, what am I saying? I need movement. Everybody's got to be moving. You know. Right. You play. You. This is another thing I want to talk about. Pro scene. You've been in. You know, in the pro scene, you've played in some of these qualifiers and, and stuff like that. And you obviously heard all the news going around the pro scene. Is FIFA like? Is FIFA probably have the worst pro scene in any video game, or or have you seen worse? I mean, hard to say, man. I see the Fortnite pros, and a lot of them look like really toxic. But maybe they're joking. I don't know. I've never been in another pro scene. By the way, I just want to clarify that. Yes, I have been in the pro scene, but like, I, I I acknowledge the fact that not having qualified, I'm like San Marino, but you know San Marino still plays qualifiers <laughs> for the World Cup. So there you have it. You know. <laughs> yeah, actually, th- I do actually appreciate you making that distinction because you'll have dudes on Twitter with like 30 followers who are like pro competitive player. It's like, oh yeah, what did you do? Like, uh, yeah, I didn't nothing. really do anything. I played online in weekend league. I'm like, okay, that doesn't make you a pro. Like, earn that title, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And either way, I mean, what it, it doesn't really matter what, what even is a pro. At the end of the day, these guys are qualifying, so these guys won't, and there's a bunch of reasons why and why not. But the point is, I'm in the circuit. I'm eligible to be in the circuit. I've qualified. I've done all the necessary things to be to earn myself the right the same way San Marino does, to play and lose 8-0 against Germany, but I don't lose 8-0. <laughs> so maybe I'm like maybe I'm like Andorra. I don't know, a little bit. <laughs> maybe you are Andorra, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, the point the is... look at this look at this this is a goal that happened in the oh yeah i remember this Do you remember this i remember this yeah he yeah this won is this the tournament in the, in the 80th minute from a glitched game <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then he learned that move earlier that day he asked bateson about that move a day before or that morning yeah 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 that's why the pro scene is such a fraudulent area at the end of the day i don't know because i've never been as good as uh, as I am in FIFA and other games to be in the circuit, pro circuit. So I don't know. All I can say is that uh, the FIFA pro scene, there's a lot of great guys that I've met, but there's also a lot of like weird, stuck-up, ego-fragile weirdos. And like I just can't stand... Uh, you know, they're the way they think and the, like their opinions, but it is what it is. We all have our opinions, and it doesn't matter because none of us... None of our opinions matter. You know, EA will do what they want. And so it doesn't really matter if they start preaching that 19 should be the foundation of every other pro game or game because at the end of the day, they won't listen to that. So they won't listen to me. They won't listen to that. We're all just saying our opinion. But yeah, it's pretty toxic. I'm not a big fan, but I wouldn't know enough to know if it's worse elsewhere. I think it's a good transition into the kind of big final topic, the grandioso. By the way, the last clip I have saved for you, you're going to really enjoy. We're going to talk about that. Uh, the big question is, I think most people that watch like this video or my like the FIFA job video are always asking like, okay, what can we do? And the answer is like, you can't really do anything, but we can talk about hypotheticals. We can talk about what would need to happen for EA to fix its ways. I think we can both agree microtransactions would need to be removed. Yeah, I mean, no one's telling you not to buy the game. Buy it. Just stop buying FIFA points, please. Like at the end of the day, it's your money. Do what you want, but like if you want change, don't buy FIFA points. Okay, yeah, you don't you have can't to be go a do RTGs, right. dual road to glories, blah blah blah. And 
things will change. That's what they make. They, it doesn't matter if you don't buy FIFA. You can buy FIFA and not buy FIFA points, and you'll make more of an impact than if you don't buy FIFA at all, in my opinion. Because then they'll be like, what's wrong? People are buying it, but why is no one buying it more than they should? Well, maybe because the games, the gameplay is awful. There you go. But then you have people who like it, and it's like a lost cause. So, <laughs> Right, then that, those are the words. Yeah, I think this year I'm actually, or the upcoming year, I'm not going to buy FIFA. I'm going to see if I can borrow a copy, give it my honest review, which I can't imagine will be anything higher than this year, um, <laughs> and then not play it again. Here's a question for you, though. What if next FIFA is actually insanely fun? Are you buying it? If it's fun, I I am the biggest beneficiary of this game being good. I think a lot of people think I have like this agenda against EA, or like I hate everything they do or i want this game to be bad dude if this game is great i can go back to making content like i upload yeah, one same. video a week that's news are you kidding like if i could upload six videos a week and i have if i have new people coming to a video game my audience is going to grow infinitely like you know what i mean now i can actually yeah. start, i would be able to start making content with a pretty developed audience you know like i that's would be the biggest beneficiary of this everything. game being good yeah right back in the day uh i used to do all these kinds of random challenges i'd bring that back if the game was like based on skill and it wasn't all pay to win. Dude, I had so much fun in 17. I was playing with like a weekend league with a Serbian team and averaging elite. Like that was like, to me, I could do that all day, every day. And yeah. that game had massive problems, of course. Uh, connection being one of the biggest ones. But it was not nearly the pile of garbage we see before us today. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, we have three clips left here. Um, the last one is very long. Um... I guess. Look at the shush. Uh, let's shush too. Oh my goodness! Look at this. What is happening? It's like uh, I wish there was like symphony orchestra music playing as we kind of go to the outro. Um, yeah. Where can people follow you? What do you do? Just self promo before we jump into the final clip. Here. At at Stallion Sam on Twitter, and then from there you'll find pretty much everything Twitch, YouTube. But that's my handle usually online. Perfect, and then we're going to start an AoE channel soon, so wait for that. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, this last clip I've showed, I think I've shown you before. Uh, I think I was talking to JCC oh, no. about it earlier. No, this, this is pretty funny. No, no, this isn't it. There's one. <laughs> okay, this oh, one. Oh, no. This one. Okay, so it's what? a penalty shootout. Yeah, okay, it's just, it's normal. Everything seems okay for now. That was questionable. Oh, yeah, but... okay, okay, okay. All right. 2-0. This guy's looking pretty good. There you have Two, it. I mean, he's going to win it. There's no doubt about it at this point. Whatever. Yep. Okay, so. 3-0. This... Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. What's going to I'm scared, bro. I know, right? <laughs> squad battles. Oh, my God. It is squad battle. They cheat. <laughs> you know where you're shooting. <laughs> All right. Okay. Very cool. He won that. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh. Uh, no, no. If oh. the game froze, it wouldn't be that bad. I think it would still end in the result, right? Because the game was yeah. already over. But it's actually worse. The crowd's <laughs> I, moving. I, the crowd, right. So that's why like, I, I don't know if people think I froze this video, but I didn't. The video's still going. The game <laughs> is still so live weird. right now. But wait, it gets weirder. It clicks the menu. Yep, confirm that he's one four one. Oh, we're back in the penalty no. shootout. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. no, he's doing it again. <laughs> he's relived his worst nightmare, and he loses over. it. He loses. It's one penalty. It was the final penalty of the game in the hundred twentieth minute for some reason. And the game ends, and he loses one zero. 
Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> what? I thought they just went back to the shootout. No, 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 no. One penalty. But it says he's won. It. <laughs> it says he's won in brackets, but he lost it one nil. But <laughs> no. Yup. Oh no. Yup. All right, dude. This was uh, a lot of fun. Thanks for coming by. And thanks for having me, dude. Peace.